to see the demon in you doesn't want to come out and play. I can see the demon in you doesn't want to come out and play. Everybody say, fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. Everybody say, fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. Everybody say, the fuck this shit podcast i'm your host drake back again as always we start the podcast the same way each episode thank you for taking the time out to listen to this motherfucker or if you're on youtube watching this shit you know what i'm saying actually just listen i'm not the little intro and shit youtube niggas ain't getting that no more i'm not posting full episodes on youtube you want full episodes you gotta come to your listening platform you know what i'm saying be following so you get the notifications on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever. And then you come fuck with us on the full episode tip, you know. But I throw some clips up on YouTube to give y'all something to look at. You feel me? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but uh, no, really. Thank y'all as always. I appreciate everything. Um, we picked up a new subscriber this week. You know what I'm saying? Picked up a new paid subscriber. If you're not a paid subscriber, you could click the link in the show notes. You know what I'm saying? It's $4.99. You get an extra bonus episode each week as well as like 40 episodes of like bonus material that you don't already have access to. And, you know, it's a little bit more intimate experience. You get to know a little bit more of my shit on a personal level. You know, if you give a fuck like that and you get to help out, you know, niggas that love you and I love you back type shit. So, um. Um, yeah, social medias, follow all of those shits, Facebook, FTS Podcast, Twitter, at Fuck This Shit Podcast, Instagram, Reddit, at Fuck This Shit Pod, you know, all the shit, follow the shit, follow the YouTube, go subscribe to the YouTube, that's the thing, that's what y'all need to do, fuck all that shit I was over there rambling about, I got off work, I took a shot or two before we got on here, don't worry, I'm not drunk, we're gonna, we're gonna lock in, this won't be a rambly episode, I promise. Uh, but make sure you follow on the YouTube at Fuck This Shit Pod on YouTube. No, I lie. FTS Podcast on YouTube. My bad, y'all. It's got to be different shit. They be fucking with me for the profanity on certain platforms more than they do other ones. So I'm having to swap over some of the shit from Fuck This Shit Pod to FTS Pod. And you know, whatever. YouTube, FTS Podcast. Go follow that shit. You get clips. I put them out like a day before the episode comes out when I can. You know, trying to get a little pizzazz. If you don't want to subscribe, I put clips from uh, episodes that only the subscribers get on Spotify, all of that shit, whatever. Um, If you haven't let the five-star review, do that shit. That's literally the dopest free shit you could do for niggas. Go leave a five-star review on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. You leave a little review. I'll read that motherfucker on the podcast. I was looking, y'all. We ain't got a five-star review on Apple Podcasts with a comment on that bitch since January. That's brazy. That's crazy, y'all. Since January? How many episodes I done thrown y'all since January? All right. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying you be holding to do the five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts, but I mean, go on and do that thing. You feel what I'm saying? And then I'll read what you said on here to make me feel good about myself. You know what I'm saying? You get to hear me talk about you. you make you feel like a big person. Just come on, bro. Anyway. Um... <laughs> Uh, outside of that, man, any feedback you leave on any of the episodes, comment section on Spotify, DMs, any of the social medias, um, anything like that, 
I will also read those on the podcast and we'll actually get right into that because this episode starts off as a feedback episode. We have uh, all kinds of, uh, you know what I'm saying, little feedback to go through from uh, from a few different episodes. So, uh, first of all, um, we got to do some poll results too. I be putting these polls up here. I never do the results with y'all. How am I supposed to expect y'all to give a fuck? If I clearly don't even give enough of a fuck to give you the results of what the poll was. So, you know, my bad. You know what I'm saying? I'm 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 in it. You know what I'm saying? I'm 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 paying more attention and being more uh accountable for my part in this. But anyway. Um so from we got the water on May 20th. Uh, the poll question was, should Shay from BK have shot at that man? Um, 100% of people said she went too far. Um, even though, you know, the other option was fucking right. And I, you know, whatever. I guess if y'all want to blame her for shooting at a motherfucker who threw mayonnaise on her and was all fucking with her. And y'all don't remember that white man who was standing on the corner kind of like he was fucking with her. It just seemed to me that all the people who were involved in the situation felt like that man should have got shot at. But okay, it's fine. Y'all want to be the moral authority on the world and say that it was too far? It was too far. It was too far. Whatever. Um, Let's see. Um... <laughs> uh one of the premium episodes one of the uh bonus episodes the poll was i don't remember the question anymore does anyone read these things uh 100 of people said duh so you know i continue doing the polls because y'all the people spoke he was like yes nigga we we see the polls and we we contribute to the polls even though you know whatever you know what i'm saying so okay whatever whatever that's that's what's up um the next episode, uh, White Jesus Can Be Mad Problematic. Y'all didn't vote in that poll. Should Devin get should, should Devin get over me almost shooting him? I felt like, you know, I almost shot my brother. If you listen to the full episodes, you know the story. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, my the options were, of course, it's time to move on. I said, should Devin get over me almost shooting him? The first option was, of course, it's time to move on. The second was, I mean, it was kind of his fault. The third was, he really owes you the apology, Dre. And the fourth was, no, I would still be crying about it 10 years later, too. Because, you know, that's how I feel about that. Um, comments on this episode uh, from Miss BO3. Um, I'm not sure who that is, but shout out to all our Almore, all us Almore West survivors. If you're from the L and you went to A-Dubs, you know what I'm saying? whoop de whoop You know what I'm saying? We was, uh, we went to the dope-ass motherfucking elementary school for a few years. Real niggas know what it is. Um, we had the portables. Niggas don't know about the portables, bro. Like, it's like a classroom. Like, it's like a trailer, but just your classroom, really. And it's like... You be like you don't be wanting it when you get your teacher. You be hoping it's not one of the teachers with the portable. Like fuck, bro, I ain't trying to be. It's almost like you get put in a trailer trash kindergarten classroom. Like this is bullshit. I'm too young to be dealing with this kind of of uh, fucking uh, what's the goddamn what you call it uh uh cast 
You're putting me in a caste system. You're you're marginalizing me and the kindergarten level, you know what I'm saying, and making me apart from the the in crowd, you know what I'm saying, that's inside with their regular air conditioning and I'm out here in my trailer class. So that was Almore West. So you know, real niggas know. All y'all, y'all niggas didn't know. Y'all Almore West doesn't have walls. That's some other, like, you know, only Almore West niggas know type shit. You know what I'm saying? Gang banging on your motherfucking bitch-ass elementary school. No walls in Almore West except separating, like, the cafeteria from, like, the main area. But, like, the classrooms, when you walk into Almore West, it's, like, they get creative to separate the classrooms. It's, like, bookshelves and different things like that. And it's just kind of, it's just dope. It's a real big, like, even the library is, like, in the middle of the school like where the classrooms are from what I can remember. And it's like, all of that is just open. It's, it's dope. It's player perfect. I stopped going when I was in second grade, y'all. So if I'm remembering this like bigger than it used to be, niggas who went to Alma West, you got to let me know. But I don't, I don't think I am. I'm pretty sure it was really like that. But um, anyway, uh, um, <laughs> From uh, episode, uh, it's like episode, I don't know what episode number this is, but uh, sorry for the way you've all the shooting and police incompetence, which did not get a lot of listens. I understand. I understand. Boy, I don't even, I didn't even feel away. I was like, I probably wouldn't have listened either. Maybe when it first came out, but by the time I put that episode out, boy, it ain't, it ain't nothing in there worth listening to. I mean, it is, it's all worth listening to because you know my shit fire, but. It's, mm, it's heartbreak, heartbreak on a full motherfucking moon. Um, anyway, uh, the poll was, have you subscribed to the YouTube yet? Um, the options were, no, I'm a buster who doesn't want the episodes a day early. And, uh, the second option was, of course, I'm as real as they come. 100% of people said, of course, they are as real as they come. So thank you very much for being real. And, uh, those of you who would have had to click no. You know, don't be, don't be, don't be scared. Don't be, you didn't do it. You know, you didn't subscribe to the YouTube. So, I mean, just, just, just own it. Like, no, nah, I just, I jam your shit for the, for, you know, for the free on here. You're probably an Apple podcast listener and you can't vote in the polls because you're not on Spotify. Only the motherfuckers who got Spotify. So you either got to be like a lame Android user, you know what I'm saying? Or somebody who just has some extra money to throw around. You know what I'm saying? So you could get the premium. Because niggas really be acting like that $11 is is crazy. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, you know, you can't vote in a poll. So yeah, your voice isn't heard. You you're non you a non-voting ass nigga. You know what I'm saying? So let's see. Anyway. Um don't use the phone. The poll was, has YouTube ever set you up for failure because of the way it set me up for failure with my washing machine and the backlight on my car? Two things that I still have not repaired. I'm just hoping that it doesn't fall the fuck apart. I'm just, let's not even talk about that. 100% of you say yes. So let this be a public service announcement to niggas out there. Boy, YouTube is not, it's, it's set up to make it seem like, oh, this is the easiest thing. You could do it yourself. At the end of the day, I think, that handyman and appliance repairman and auto shops are actually putting out these propaganda videos on YouTube so that you fuck your shit up a little bit more before they come so that you have wasted your time and energy and also now you got to pay them more money. 
They putting out these weak ass videos. This is on them. This is a conspiracy. That's what y'all wanted, huh? Niggas be, I could tell some of y'all niggas hear my podcast for the first time and be like, oh, damn, this nigga Dre don't believe the, the earth is flat and coronavirus starting 5G towers. No, I don't. When you want some conspiracy, here it is, nigga. It's the handyman auto body alliance coming to conspire against us to make us damage things more so that when we finally break down and bring them to them for services, they get to charge us even more and look at us like, what the fuck did your dumbass try and do? Bitch ass niggas. Anyway. Um, the feedback on this episode, uh, from Eric Sims. I love how real it is. LOL. This is good material right here. Thank you. It's a simple compliment, but I appreciate it as I always do. Um, a nigga tries to give good material and tries to show love because I fucks with y'all and, uh, I, I enjoy the feeling of y'all fucking with me. No homo. Unless, you know. You know, not in a offensive way, though. You know, my bad. I'm trying to stop. I'm getting farther. I'm progressing slowly. I'm taking things away one by one by one. You know what I'm saying? I understand that no homo and pause is like in and of itself indicative that like being gay is wrong. And I don't want to like set that tone and like that's where I'm coming from because it's not who I am and what I represent as a person. So I, I just want to not do that. But I will say RIP to no homo and pause because they was funny in their day, boy. They're still funny now, but they're just, it's just not, it's just, you know, it's, it's problematic funny. So what I've learned with problematic funny is it has to be hilarious. Like if you're going to hit a no homo or a pause at this point, it's got to be perfectly timed with the perfect audience. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's got to go be a fleeting moment. Cause if you don't hit that hard, if it just like lands a little sour, mm. That's when they start looking at you like, you don't like the gays. And it's like, bro, no, no. It's like, well, you don't respect us. It's like, no, I don't even want to have this conversation right now. I was just trying to make a joke. It wasn't funny. I'm sorry. Like, anyway, that's my that's my view. I think that's how it goes down. So you just got to watch for that. If you're going to do it, it's got to be hilarious. And if it's not, be ready. Um, For the episode Trans Species, uh... The question was, have you had the breakfast baconator? It's 50-50. Uh, 50% said, yeah, and it slapped. The other said, no, and I never will. So this this so this is the thing. That's the feedback that I got from the breakfast baconator before I went and got me one, is that them bitches was hard. I heard them bitches slapped out the gym, and uh, you know what I'm saying? I should go get me one. And that, that poll is still open if you want to go vote on it. You know what I'm saying? But, uh. Yeah, I heard it slap, but I just, once I seen that the patty was sausage, I knew I wasn't really going to care for it that much. And that's just a personal preference type of thing. I still tried it just in case, but honestly, if the breakfast Baconator had been a burger with like a smaller burger patty, with or just like the burger patty they use for like the, the bacon, the double bacon cheeseburgers, or the uh, the junior bacon cheeseburgers, that's what I meant. They could take in the junior bacon cheeseburger patty. They could take in a junior bacon cheeseburger, took the the veggies off, Added bacon and eggs. Slap some jelly on top of that bitch. Woo! Boy, Wendy. Wendy, go on to make the breakfast bacon like I told you. I know you got everything in there. See, that's the thing. Well, I'm going to go in there. That's why I need to sell crack. 
because all the meth heads that was in that motherfucking Wendy's, I could have came in there with a little bit of that glass and I could have been like, let me tell you what I want. And they would have been back there doing their little thing and they would have made my sandwich perfect and then a the motherfucker came out all hot and crispy and shit like that. And then everybody else's order for the rest of the day would have been fucked off or whatever because them niggas would have been in that bitch high than a kite. Because I never sold hard drugs before. But me, I'm a man of quality and integrity. If I sold cracker meth, it would be the finest of the fine. It would be that blue shit from Breaking Bad. I would be selling the best meth the niggas ever had. It would make your teeth white. And it will make your heart jump. My shit would be booming. But it was just, you know, I don't really care for the personality traits that hard drugs give to people who do them over a long term spans. And I would never want to have to deal with them niggas on a day-to-day basis. I would be in jail. I would be imprisoned. I would be in prison for shooting someone with a substance abuse issue. And I don't even believe in that treatment of people. So, you know, anyway. That's how I could have got me a fire-ass sandwich. That would have been, boy, chef's kiss. Anyway, um, Q&A, uh, Eric Sims also left a uh, feedback on here. He said, laughing my ass off, they set him up, bro. No way he should have been up front. This is what I would tell y'all as listeners of the Fuck This Shit podcast. Your boy do not be remembering everything that I said in there. And if you leave me a comment this vague, and I know that there's a, a caption limit. I've been told by several people who like DM me on different social medias that you can only do so much on Spotify. I don't give you a lot of leeway to really give the comment. So I ain't, I'm not, I'm not coming for nobody when I say this, but I am saying that I may not know what the fuck you talking about. In this instance, I don't know what you're talking about, my G. And I wish I did. So that I could respond to what it is that you're saying. But I really do not know. I was thinking back. I was like looking at the description of the episode. Like what are I talking about? What are I talking about? And I'm like, who was up front? And I just can't. Bro, I, I don't remember. I do not remember what I was talking about when I said that. So, uh, you know, next time, you know what I'm saying? Make a note of what, what it is that you're talking about. So that I'll know. So that I can, you know what I'm saying? Get you back with the commentary on the... uh on the uh on the podcast or two if it's just that you need more space just dm a nigga on social media you know what i'm saying i know you follow the, the instagram because you a real nigga you know what i'm saying hit me nigga with the instagram to him uh um i don't think we have anything on here yet yeah i just dropped this uh it's one it's one vote on this so far it's uh i did the deshaun watson episode uh for the subscribers y'all can't see it if you're on apple Podcasts. you can't even see the bonus episodes if you're on apple Podcasts. i like the way spotify do it though if you don't subscribe spotify still lets you see the episode when you click it it's like whoop you don't want to get this nigga some money like i like that spotify appreciate you but uh <laughs> uh but uh the question was will Deshaun watson face any consequence behind the financial uh, beyond financial settlement Nigga say, yeah, Playboy gonna slip up and end up in jail. That's 100% of the vote so far. But, I mean, I just dropped that episode yesterday, so we'll see how that pans out. I am privy to believe that he... I am also of the belief that he will end up in jail. I just think that niggas who have this kind of compulsion about him, and, uh, you know, if you want to know exactly how I feel about it, you could just go watch it on YouTube. You don't have to pay the $4.99 to listen to it on Spotify. But you could. You could choose that option. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You could. <laughs> but not for real uh 
the thing I was saying about it on the on the bonus episode is that I think it's compulsion to a degree that a part of what he likes about it is the part that makes it inappropriate. And I always feel like that when it's men of power, the more I think about it, because there would be no other reason for you to have the problem. If you're a rich and famous man, there's nothing that you could want to consensually do with a woman that you should ever have an issue with. If you like to piss in these bitches' mouth, sorry, not trying to. <laughs> if if you are a fan of pissing in a woman's mouth, you could find a woman who will let you piss in her mouth in front of her family, in front of her fucking family, bro. You rich and famous. Like, I'll give you X amount of dollars because that's how I get off and that's what I want to do. You could do that shit all day long. If you want to find a girl who will let you eat the toe jam from in between her toes and then spit it back in her mouth, you could do that. You're rich and fucking famous, my nigga. You can find anything you fucking want. First of all, with the way the world is now and the way the internet is now, you don't even have to be rich and famous. You can find anything you want from somebody on this planet somehow. It's a way, or it's a will, it's a way. It's somebody who do the nasty shit you like to do consensually and will let you do whatever. It's people who consensually let you, like, not consent, like, it's people who will consensually let you rape them. Like, consensual, non-consensual sex is, like, a thing where it's, like, two people consent beforehand. Like, yeah, you can, like, basically rape me later because, like, that's the fantasy that they both have, but it's like, I don't, you know, you don't want to rape a stranger because that's a crime, you know what I'm saying, and morally wrong, but if I just, like, let you, yeah, you know what I'm saying, it's like another layer that they got to go through to, like, make it seem more, like, rapey, you know what I'm saying, but, like, that's, like, something consensually that they like to do. You can find that. A fat, short nigga could find a girl who will let you fake rape her, bro. There's nothing a rich and powerful man cannot find consensually. So when they start doing that shit that like toes the line and they always doing something that's just kind of in that gray area, they cannot help it. It is a compulsion. In my opinion, like it, cause there's no other logical explanation. Why, why would you do that then? Why would you do that? If you have some fantasy about women giving you a massage and then jacking your fucking dick off, then just pay a woman to do that. Like, pay a woman ahead of time and be like, hey, I want you to come give me a massage, but at the end of it, I really like you to give me some head. Like, if that's not what you do, that's cool, but that's the service that I'm looking for. You feel what I'm saying? But that's not what he wanted to do. He wanted to be, oh, are you really going, what are you going to do when I pull my dick out? He want he wanted that experience on some weird shit. Mm-mm. that's the type of shit to me that's always gonna land a nigga back in trouble because it'll never be enough for a nigga like that never anyway um let's see anchor comments poll results oh okay so um I don't remember which episode it was I think it was uh probably don't use the phone or trans species one of them I had specifically said something about um, people coming on the podcast or people um, not leaving comments on the podcast. I was talking about one of my daughter's little friends and how she going to tell Bree, oh, I got this. I wanted to say this good ass comment on the podcast 
but I didn't because I'm scary and shit. And I was like, well, tell her I ain't going to talk about it then. That's the only way you can, you, you ain't getting no play on this motherfucker unless you write in or something like everybody else. You feel what I'm saying? Um, but she did though. You know what I'm saying? She, she finally wrote, wrote in or whatever. She, um, here, I'll, uh, I'll pull it up for y'all on the, on the other screen. So y'all can kind of see what what it is. Let's okay, okay, okay. My bad. I just wanted y'all to be able to see this real quick. Okay, so it says uh, my comment was too long, so I'm sending it here. This is for the, if it's still in the rap episode, I got the message about leaving comments. <laughs> Low key, I just wasn't sure how to leave them on Spotify and it doesn't even give me enough space to say what I got to say. When you mention how the baby formula, uh, when you mention how the baby formula, I decided to do a little digging because to be honest, I don't expect the country, I don't expect this country to ever support immigrants. How should... Uh, man, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm trying to read this from a distance and my contacts are getting dry as fuck on me. I'm over here reading like Floyd fucking Mayweather right now. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. I think I think my eyes are, are wet enough to be able to read. Uh, sorry. Um, let me go back. When you mentioned how the baby formula about the baby formula, I decided to do a little digging because to be honest, I don't expect this country to ever support immigrants how they should. So it made no sense to me that they would be getting proper baby formula. So I looked it up. Okay, she's talking about um, when I was talking about how the Republicans was mad because they was had all this baby formula at the border, but we got this baby formula shortage, blah, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. Um. Um, so she says, so I looked it up and Nito doesn't even sell baby formula, <laughs> laughing my ass off. What they sell is dry whole milk for kids one years and older. These white Republicans once again are accusing immigrants of stealing shit that they aren't. And had they, <laughs> had they done an ounce of research, they would have known. But once again, white people being loud and wrong. Um, yeah, that's a solid motherfucking point there, Savannah. Um. That is crazy that these motherfuckers is literally on TV, as you said, loud and wrong, talking about they giving away the baby formula to immigrants. And like, that's actually not true. We're not giving immigrants baby formula. We're giving them something that will keep them alive. We're giving them some like actual milk. Like that's some shit that they like. Look, the and the crazy thing is. When you look back to the decision, the reason why they don't have formula down there, when they tried to give them formula, they probably refused because they were like, well, they're poor anyway. They weren't getting formula before. They were probably just drinking regular milk. Just give them that to get them some Nito. That's shit from Colombia. You feel what I'm saying? Like they probably, it, it probably even stemmed from a racist decision that came beforehand on some fuck them. You know what I'm saying? Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> I then said to her uh, in asterisk bullies you on the podcast because she told my daughter that she didn't want to get bullied on the podcast. You know, I'm just fucking with her. Um, 
Then she said, for real, how do you expect a $50 meet and greet, man? I can't afford the $5 subscription. I said, uh, I'm just playing. I knew your comment would be good. I'll definitely read it on the podcast. It sounds like you need to get your coins up then. <laughs> She's not you calling me broke, but it's true. Damn. That's how it is, young nigga. It be like that. One day when you grown, you know what I'm saying? You'll be broke with bills. Now you just broke. You feel what I'm saying? But all this brokenness won't be for nothing forever. You know what I'm saying? But for now, it's definitely for nothing. Um, Let's see. Can I put this on the screen without... No, I can't put that on the screen without showing her Twitter handle. And... I don't think everybody want they shit out there like that. It was a little easier for me to show you the other thing without showing you all her personal information. You know what I'm saying? All her Instagrams. And you know, she one of them young niggas. Like she one of my she one of my daughter friends, bro. They you know they got 17 Instagrams, bro. That's probably that's probably a throwaway nigga. That's probably the elementary school joint. You know what I'm saying? Or something like that, bro. I don't even I don't even try and keep up with these kids, bro. I just be like, man, look. It's hard out here, so don't do nothing that's going to affect you for the rest of your fucking life. Anyway, um, I got a DM from uh, from Brooke. This was actually uh, about the subscriber-only episode, the Deshaun Watson episode. She says, uh, Spotify won't let me write a novel, so <laughs> regarding Deshaun Watson... What's crazy to me is that when he found out a woman, when he found a woman that was down, he kept hitting up new women. To me, that points to a deeper issue, compulsion within him, and he can't stop. I hope he gets the professional help he obviously needs. That's exactly what I was talking about. Literally, that's exactly what I was talking about. That That's the part of it that makes me feel like it's something else because it's not a need. It's not, and not to say that, not to say that, yes to say that, I am actually trying to say this. I am trying to say that there is a difference between someone who doesn't understand a gray area and someone who has a compulsion, you know what I'm saying? Or even someone who's unwilling to, you know, maybe you like in denial about it or whatever because it's like whatever, like... If you don't have all of the resources in the world to make your reality whatever you want, at some point, you could take an isolated incident like this, or even just the fact that, oh, he keeps trying to get different massage. Like, if it's like, if you a nigga who only has $150 to try and get an Instagram massage girl to, to stroke your dick, and that's your, that's your like weird little fetish or whatever, you can be out of pocket, right? But you can, like, to me, if it's just like, you thought that was going to work. You know what I'm saying? You could easily be like reprimanded in a way where you could be like, I won't do that again. You know what I'm saying? You'd be like, whoa, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what? I was bugging. I was fucking up the whole time. I should have never been on that shit. I don't know what I thought was going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever. I, I And maybe I'm doing a bad job getting from A to B as to how you could like make a mistake like this and not have like some weird compulsion. But it definitely speaks to a deeper, obvious compulsion when you have the resources to go about it a different way and you choose not to. You know what I'm saying? When you could make the exact same scenario occur, but you don't in a different way that doesn't get you in trouble and you just do it the other way anyway, you get off on that shit. 
You get off on that shit, and that's like you get off on the bad part of it. Not the, okay, okay, with the massages thing. Let's say that we're not talking about a grown-ass man who's a millionaire. We're talking about an 18-year-old boy who, an 18-year-old boy, you find out he's a virgin. He grows up in a state that doesn't have sex education. And basically, all his sex education has come from porn and his friends. And he starts hitting up massage therapists, pulling his dick out, thinking that, you know, he about to get, he about to get, he about to get some head. And you, he, you find out that he gets caught with that. And he's like, not even so much. I didn't know I couldn't do that, but you know, kind of giving you a rundown of these are the reasons why I thought that this was okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I thought that it would play this way. I had never even considered the fact that this is what it really is. Right. If that was a situation and he gets in some kind of trouble or whatever, you don't look at that at that boy and be like, man, he can never come back from that. If you put him alone with a woman, he's probably going to pull his dick out. You'd be like, man, like there's in my mind anyway, there's reason to believe that he could learn from this and be like, damn, nigga, like I just don't know shit about the world around me and I need to get my motherfucking life together. But a grown ass man with millions of dollars, that's not, nah, you can't even convince me. And, just, and to be clear. Both niggas probably have the same compulsion. I'm not saying that like more than likely anybody who's not a millionaire doesn't. No, I'm saying both niggas is weird as fuck. Both niggas is probably on the same creepy weird shit. But the nigga with the millions is definitely on it. You can't convince me that he's not. I'm not even giving you, he doesn't get the benefit of the doubt with me. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm trying to say. Um. Anyway, what I said back to her was, yeah, and the more info that comes out, the more you see homie really has some issues. She says, yeah, and he can afford, like, really good private professional help. I hope the people around him do what's best for him and his mental health, not what's best for the owners, the team, etc. Um, I, uh, yeah, I don't think they will. I don't think that that's what we'll see. I don't think that Deshaun Watson gets help. I don't think that's the way that Deshaun Watson story ends. And that's not what I'm willing. Obviously, that's not the way I... Then, you know, y'all know that's not my vibe. That's not how I get down. I would I would literally never. Um, But, you know, you asking me what I think is going to happen. You know what I'm saying? It's like you asked me to put my money on something and I... It, it's, it's like this. Before Donald Trump got elected for president, somebody asked me who I thought was going to win. I said Donald Trump is going to win. They said, why? I said, because white people don't have to tell you who they vote for. I said, because you don't have to tell people who you vote for. I didn't say because white people don't have to tell you, but that is what I meant. I meant because all of these white people who you think would never vote for Donald Trump don't have to tell you that they did, and they will. And I knew that they would. I knew y'all would. To be, I knew you would. I had no doubt in my mind that Donald Trump was going to be the next president. I was already ready for that. So when motherfuckers was like, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I was just like, why you can't believe it? What did Donald Trump say? What has Donald Trump ever said? that made you that that like what has he ever said that's like really just so offensive to white people that they wouldn't vote for him like that you haven't seen be forgiven before in the name of protecting other like benefits it's transactional to them and maybe it should be to everyone maybe black people should be more like that and it should be as equally transactional for us but i mean whatever it's just like no moral i'm not not for all but for obviously for some obviously like i don't this is one of those times where I want to not, 
because I fuck with people as a whole. So, you know, if, I, if you white and I know you and you my friend, you really my friend. I fuck with you. I don't ever want you to feel like I deep down inside think you evil. So when I'm saying like, oh, white people will vote for something completely absent of his moral indications. Like, yeah, you could be like, oh, you can't say that about all white people. Like, yeah, not all, but enough for Donald Trump to have literally been president for four years, even though he's not even qualified for the job, doesn't know what he's doing, had all these sexual assault cases pending, wasn't even fucking really a billionaire. He's a fake billionaire. He's a celebrity reality TV star with the orange tan and hair that flies away in the fucking wind. And he won anyway. Against somebody who's not even like against Hillary Clinton, against somebody, she's not even like super progressive. It's not like he won against AOC. Like they're like, oh no, the liberals are coming to take us. It was Hillary fucking Clinton, the architect of the crime bill. One of the one of the architects of the crime bill. Her husband was the architect of the crime bill. She not not Louis Farrakhan. Anyway. Anyway, I know that was a tangent because my whole point in saying that was that's why I don't think that anyone's going to help Deshaun Watson just because that's not the way that plays out. I know how it works. I'm just I'm just looking at it objectively. It's not what I want to happen. That was the point. Just because it's not what I want to happen doesn't mean that's not what I see in the cards. So, you know. All right, y'all. So we done with feedback. That's all the feedback we had. Thank everybody for all the feedback. I appreciate that shit. Y'all make sure you go leave you some whatever. Once we build up enough to have like a big chunk like this, I'll do another episode with it. That's kind of the way I've been playing it. I don't, I don't do it every episode. I'll wait until it's enough to really kind of take up some space and and really have a little bit of fun with it. You know what I'm saying? So I hope y'all fuck with it like I fucks with it. It was fun for a nigga. Anyway, um, so... I got a, it's not a real nigga story time, really. So that's why I didn't cue the music up. Because it's really just a, a conversation I was having with somebody. I, I want y'all's opinion on this. I want to know, um, I want to know how y'all feel about, about $2. Okay, now here's what I mean about how you feel about $2. I'm having a conversation with this girl and I'm talking to her about how Somebody had asked me if they could borrow two dollars or something like that. And I was just kind of looking at him like, nigga, just take the two dollars. Like you could just have two dollars. Like I'm not gonna like we like like best friends or nothing like that, but we cool, like we homies. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, you just have two dollars, bro. It's nothing. And I was telling her, like, it's just weird to me whenever people are like trying to pay me back small amounts of money like that. Like any like less than five dollars, like two dollars, it's not money. $2 is not money. What can you even think about it like this? Because this is really how I think about it. If somebody asks you to borrow $2, 95% of the time, somebody who you are close with, not somebody, not Amy, not Marine Corps Jimmy, you know what I'm saying? They asking you for $2 because they make their money $2 at a time. That's different. If somebody who you down with asks you for $2, it's probably not because they don't have $2. It's probably a convenience thing. It's probably like, 
This $2 is going to keep me from having to go to the car. This $2 is going to keep me from having to break this $20 bill. This $2 is going to keep me from having to swipe my debit card. You know what I'm saying? Or like something like that, where it isn't even about the money, more so about the, the, would you do me this small favor so that I don't have to do X, Y, Z, right? And that's how I look at $2. That's how I look at something like that. So in my mind, I feel like if you give me $2 or something and you came to me later on and was like, hey, my nigga, uh, you got that $2 you owe me? What I said to her was, I'll be looking at you like, nigga, what? Like, I owe you $2. Like, you really coming to me? Like, you know what I'm, saying? I'm looking at her like, I would damn near not even want to give you your money back just on GP. Like, no, nah, nigga, you can't have the $2. But... In real life, what I am thinking is, it would make me, I'm going to be honest, if you gave me $2 for something and you came back and asked me for the $2 later on, it would make me be like, oh, we not really homies like that. You know what I'm saying? Not we, not I hate you, not you hate me, but it would make me definitely be like, we don't really, you, you don't really fuck with me like that. If $2 is something that you need to get back from me, unless you just need it like that, and if you, if that's the case, for whatever reason, I'm going to know that about you more than likely or maybe i'll just be wrong for feeling this way because you just really needed this two bucks but i'm of the of the philosophy that this two dollars was make or break for you you broke as fuck nigga the two dollars you still broke the two dollars didn't do nothing it ain't gas five dollars nigga you can't even get a tank of gas you can't even get a tank it's no way There's literally no motherfucking way. I'm not. I'm not giving you this two dollars back. You like you don't fuck with me. That's how I'm feeling. That's how I'm coming with it. I'm sorry, y'all. I need to know. Am I petty for that? Is that some petty ass shit? Do y'all feel as though somebody give you two bucks? Is they two bucks? They should be able to ask you for it back. I guess. But my thing is, it's just. We cool if you ever around me and you need $2 for something. So if you came to me, my thing is, if you need $2 for me later on, don't even mention the two bucks that you gave me because that's not why I'm giving it to you. That's kind of where I'm coming from. If you gave me $2 and then six weeks down the line, we fucking walking down and we walk past the hot dog cart and they got $2 hot dogs and you like, hey, bro, you'll grab me a hot dog. And I see the hot dogs is $2. I'm going to get you a fucking hot dog. And I'm not going to be like, if I don't remember your two bucks, I'm not going to be like, oh, you owe me a hot dog next time, nigga. Like, it's $2, bro. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Of course, we're friends. That's what friends are for. Anyway, I just had to ask y'all that question because I knew it was petty. And I brought it up, so I feel like this can be our first little uh, article of the day. Um, we don't have no music yet for it. You know what I'm saying? To go into the, to the, to the current events part of the podcast or whatever but uh cnbc news reports that gasoline prices top five dollars a gallon nationally for the first time and are likely headed higher <sighs> the average gas price for a gallon average price for a gallon of unleaded gasoline rose above five dollars nationally for the first time due to an increased demand from the economy reopening from the pandemic and a depleted oil supply stemming in part from the war in ukraine Prices look set to continue rising into the summer months, analysts said. According to AAA, 
The average national price reached five dollars on Saturday. That's up from about three dollars and seven cents a year ago, a record price not adjusted for inflation. At the end of the week, prices had already averaged five dollars or more in about 20 states with the highest prices on the West Coast. By my calculations, the typical household is spending about $160 more on gas a month than a year ago. Oof, uh, said Mark Zandi, chief economist at Moody's Analytics, and that's a big bite. Um, I really want y'all to think about this. And this be the part about stuff like this that I think really does go overlooked by everyone. There's a segment of the population that is where I am with this, where probably most of you are, where I feel like most of us are with this, where the cost of going of gas is making going to work more expensive than it was before. The cost of buying gas is, I, I feel it. Like I noticed the, the fact that gas is not gassing the way it was. First of all, they put an air in this gas. The gas ain't even lasting as long. They over here, the gas, Anyway, y'all, I know y'all feel it. I know y'all feel it that this gas is not lasting like it's polu. Anyway, um, but I feel it. I notice it. It impacts me. It bothers me. It, it gets on my nerves. Every time I feel like I got an extra couple of dollars in my pocket, I got to put it in my goddamn gas tank. But at the end of the day, me and my family fine. Food's still in here. I'm still doing what I want to do for the most part. It has not changed my day to day in a real measurable way. That is what I feel. It changes my decision making. Like I, I might not make a trip. I might decide, oh, I'm going to do it this way instead of that way. It just makes me more conscious of the gas that I'm spending. But it doesn't change my life. There are people who are so close to poverty. Think about some of the things that we've lost in the last little while. I know I was getting it for a while. So I'm sure a lot of y'all were that little extra $300 uh, a month for, for one kid. 350 if they under five, I think it was, or something like that. Some of y'all got four kids in the house. Imagine you got three kids. Let's just say you got three kids. You was getting 900 extra dollars a month all year last year. You're not getting that money at all this year. And now you spending that extra $160 a month on gas. How much more fucked up is your outcome? And then think about how people are. When you live in month to month and you live in kind of in situations like that, you, and this is kind of getting off on a tangent because I'm actually now talking more about the loss of that child tax credit. You know what I'm saying? Because um, at the end of the day, uh, Y'all, I thought that I had the mic muted this whole time and I was about to cry. Sorry. Anyway, um, I'm talking more about that child tax credit because at the end of the day, losing that took shit a grand out of a lot of people's houses and people who are month to month, they structure their bills based on what they see coming in right now. So which motherfuckers who went and got a house that was a little bit bigger and I don't know. I don't want y'all to take this on no Republican talking point shit where they like, oh, they'll just spend the money or whatever, whatever. If you have four kids and you was living in a two-bedroom apartment and you go get a three-bedroom apartment, you're not splurging the government assistance so that you can ball out. You're just trying to live slightly more comfortable and raise your kids in a more healthy environment. And I just don't subscribe to the notion that, well, you shouldn't have had kids if you can't afford to have them. Because if, you, if that's the case, then you're not really fucking pro-life. It's fuck these kids. Which 
granted, I do believe is the position of most of you. I, I do believe most people's position is actually fuck those kids. But I'm just saying, you don't say that's what it is, so you can't say that. You got to give a fuck. You got to give a fuck about their parents if you don't have an, ac- an adequate state system to take kids that don't have good parents into. You don't have enough foster parents. You don't have enough people to adopt the kids they already are. You don't want to give the parents any assistance with the kids, but you want them to keep having the babies no matter what. Pro-life the fuck? Where? Anyway. Um, just saying that there's a lot of people who are already doing a lot worse off this year who are now having to deal with this and they were already hanging on by such a thread that now it's like, really, is it worth it? When I factor in what I got to pay for childcare and now I add in gas and I'm not really making no high wages like I should be making, you know, how do you really balance all those things together you got police uh forces talking about they're not answering non-emergent calls because gas is so high so imagine if you was already poor you know i'm just saying i just think that a lot of us are kind of making this about us and it affects us too you should give a fuck about it your bad day is, is, is is your own bad day other people having it worse don't mean it's your day don't feel bad you know but it's just us as people who got it way worse than a lot of us do in this situation. Anyway, gasoline prices normally peak in mid-May, but this year they have continued to rise and the average price is about 65 cents higher than a month ago. Due to short supplies this year, analysts are forecasting that prices may not top out until mid-July when summer driving season traditionally peaks. I don't think we're far away from the highest prices. Uh... Um, said Patrick DeHaan, head of petroleum analysis at Gas Buddy. I don't think it will eclipse 550. I would say 525 is the top, but again, the market is unhinged. However, if there are any serious refinery outages this summer or disruptions from hurricanes, gasoline prices could spike, he added. Gasoline is in shorter supply than normal because the U.S. has lost about 1 million barrels a day of refining capacity since before the pandemic. Uh, at the same time, sanctions on Russian energy have sent oil prices sharply higher and created tight supplies on both oil and fuel globally. Analysts say while consumers are feeling pain at the pump, the price of fueling a car with gasoline is not as big a part of the household spending as it has been in the past. And this is in part due to more efficient vehicles. So they're like, if you don't drive a super fucked up car, then it should be too bad. Um, so I guess whatever. Uh, but... Fuck that, because that's not what we feeling over here. This article did fail to mention um, something that I had read somewhere else, which is that also the gas is higher because of just absolute price gouging by the other places that we do get energy from, because they're aware that we have these restrictions. So they're like, oh, we'll just pay way more for it, even though you're still using the same amount, basically, that you always use. We know you need it, so it's not like you're going to not buy it, so we just charging you more for it. And we don't have any kind of protections against us for that or those kind of entities for that, so we get fucked. And, you know, if all of our senators weren't oil lobbyists and all of this other bullshit, I mean, bruh, all these things, all these things are y'all motherfuckers' fault. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to start, I've been trying to find new clips for y'all. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to play whenever y'all do little shit. And I'm like, this is y'all motherfucking fault. Or I feel the way about little shit. And I got a new one for y'all niggas. You know what I'm saying? Because the child tax credit being gone, that little money that we not getting no more. If we had more Democrats in Senate, 
that shit with a road. It's a it's a part of me that wants to not ride for the Democrats because I'm like, oh, they don't really ride for us the way we're supposed to. But we don't even give them the numbers to do shit. So it's it's like, what are we even doing here? We don't we don't vote. We don't show up like we're supposed to on a consistent basis and give them the actual power to really do the things in mass that we want done. And then when they do little piddly shit, we get mad because it wasn't big enough and it wasn't good enough. You know what I'm saying? And then we act like they don't do nothing and we're not missing out on nothing. Like, oh, well, it would have been the same no matter what. It wouldn't have been the same no matter what. It wouldn't have been the same. That motherfucking child's tax credit probably was changing whole families' lives, bro. You don't know the first, like, two years of the Biden administration, a year of the Biden administration, that's all they kept sticking their chest out saying we cut child poverty in more than half or some shit like that in over a year. That was that fucking child tax credit because you got to think niggas who got the most kids who are already in poverty are probably having a worse go of the poverty thing, you think? And to get a big-ass check for your kids, $1,200 added into your house, that literally can lift you out of poverty. That is like a check to some people. That is like another check in their house, damn near. So, you know. Every time y'all complaining about shit or whatever, about what we don't got or whatever, you know what I'm saying? This this is... Yourself, man. Hate you, young son, bitch. You don't do shit. You don't vote. Fucking rabbits, all you do is shit. Fuck. That's all right. Your mama's a man. Give me so just know that's the new sound anytime that's why anytime it's because y'all don't vote i ain't even gonna give y'all that rundown no more i'm gonna be like y'all all i'm gonna say to y'all is and y'all know why we dealing with this shit yourself man hate you young son bitch you don't do shit you don't vote Fucking rabbits, all you do is shit. Fuck. That's all right. Your mama's a man. Hate you, motherfucker. Hate them, son, bitch. So just know, I got something for y'all non-participating ass niggas, because niggas is out here not participating, but still being angry about the shit. But the whole gas thing, bro, that shit really, really crazy. More than anything, the craziest thing about the gas, and I mean this with my soul, is that um, I told y'all this season that I wasn't putting nothing but $20 in my gas tank. And I told y'all that shit dead now. I'm filling that motherfucker up. I just put $66 of gas in this motherfucker. A Malibu? Child. Lord, can you save me from this oppression? Do I deserve this? Am I... Am I even one of your children? Is this how you this is how you do us, nigga? That's <laughs> Is that too aggressive to come at Jesus? My bad. Um, but yeah, bro. Gas is expensive than a motherfucker. Y'all already knew that. Everything is expensive. Um one last little side note though. If for everybody who like blaming Joe Biden for gas being high, gas is high all over the world. Gas is high in Europe right now, New Zealand. It's, it's high globally. Inflation is happening globally right now. It's happening in America specifically in a way, but globally, all of these things are occurring. This is a result of the pandemic. Um, niggas knew this would happen. They said this would happen. Um, and kind of my last stance on this. 
This is a function of an economy more than it is a function of a society. So one thing that I believe is imperative that we start doing more as citizens is thinking about what do we want as protections for our society in moments when the economy is in flux. So a lot of the social welfare programs that motherfuckers talk about and the way that society should be built up to kind of have a safety net for all of us in some way that motherfuckers advocate against because they're like, oh no, we don't want to give no handouts. To me, it reasons to say that had we had more of that coming into a pandemic situation, we wouldn't have had to access all of these emergency funds to try and throw at all these problems that already existed in some small way and just got magnified. We would already have systems in place that we could have just bolstered to be able to handle the flux of people that were going to enter them. But that's not really the way we handle situations like that. And because of that, we tend to waste a lot of money on American bureaucracy on things that like never happen or embezzlement or scams or fraud and shit like that because of the way that we just so willy-nilly like to throw shit together at the drop of a hat so the argument that oh this isn't fiscally responsible this is spending too much money this is blah, blah 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 i'm just not really hearing that because how often do we see them piss the money away and then nothing occurs when they could have just spent the money to actually do something so you know, that's all I got on that. Um, let's see, what else do we got? Okay, so one of the other things I wanted to talk about was Michael B. Jordan and Lori Harvey. According to People Magazine last week, Michael B. Jordan and Lori Harvey break up after over a year. Both are completely heartbroken, says the source. They had great times together and brought out the best in each other, a source tells people. Michael B. Jordan and Lori Hardy have called it quits. The journal for Jordan actor <laughs> 35 and Harvey 25 have broken up after dating for a year and a half. A source close to the couple confirms the people. Michael and Lori are both completely heartbroken, the source says. They still love each other. Michael matured a lot over the course of their relationship and was ready to commit for the long term. He let down his guard with her, opening up emotionally in a romantic relationship for the first time as the source. They had great times together and brought out the best in each other. A representative for Jordan could not be reached for comment. Reps for Harvey did not immediately respond to people's requests for comment. Um, they both attended the 2022 Vanity Fair Oscar party in Beverly Hills on March 27th. That was my birthday. Uh, which marked their red carpet debut. Model influencer Harvey attended the... Kane's Film Festival last month on May 17th, appearing solo on the red carpet in the screening of Final Cut. Um, rumors of trouble between the two swirled in recent weeks after she returned from France. Uh, the pair celebrated their one-year anniversary on November. Months after Jordan made their relationship on Instagram official that January, he told Hollywood Reporter in December that he finally found what love was in his relationship with Harvey. The Black Panther actor explained why he felt comfortable sharing his personal relationship publicly. When I was younger, I don't know if I could have handled the onslaught of opinions and being picked apart and also being conscious of what other persons are going through. It takes a special person to deal with that. They felt real enough to share open, openly, he said at the time. 
Um, this is why they go private. I want to protect that. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, this is just like, you know, more on the past on like, oh, they were sweet together, blah, blah, blah. That's not why I want to talk to y'all about this, though. I want to talk to y'all about this because, you know, niggas is out here saying future was right and that Lori Harvey really is for the streets because, you know, the added conjecture on this is that Michael B. Jordan was ready to settle down and Lori Harvey wasn't ready for that yet, so she left him even though he's a good man and what more could these women want and blah, 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 blah. And again, not here with that energy for y'all. I'm sorry because that's not what I think about this. First and foremost, just directly speaking about their situation, anything that we say about why they broke up or why it didn't work out and all that, it's all just conjecture. We all just fucking guessing. Don't none of us know why they shit didn't work out or what they really had going on or or what it was, nigga. Michael B. Jordan might have been like, hell no, I, I'm still out here. Nigga, we might find out that... that Michael B. Jordan was like, I, I want to be in a relationship. I want a harem. I want you and seven other bitches. And if I can't have that, then that ain't the way I get down. And she might have been like, well, nigga, I want a man who I want a man who like other men. I want y'all like girls who like girls. I want a man who like men. If you ain't out here trying to uh, put put that mustache around some uh, mustache lips around some penis, then you not the nigga for me. Nigga, we don't know why they broke up. We just making shit up. We don't know if it was because of whatever. But what I will say is, if, if it was because Michael B. Jordan, 35, was ready to settle down and have kids and start a family, and Lori Harvey, 25, was not ready for that yet, that's not proof that she's for the streets. Like, they just weren't in the same place. He was ready before she was, and sometimes it's like that. She's completely within her rights to bounce and be and not be interested in that. And we don't even know that she left. He may have told her if you're not ready for that, then, you know, I'm at the point in my life where that's what I'm going to start looking for. We don't even know which way it went to, to call it that. So basically what people are going to do with that is take whatever they want it to be and they'll make that be the story. If you want Lori Harvey to be for the streets, then that'll be why they broke up. If you want Michael B. Jordan to be a dog-ass nigga, it's probably a, a section of Twitter somewhere where they like, oh, well, you know, look at this. It, it's a video of him looking at a booty when he was next to Lori Harvey. You know, it's, it's, it's an opinion and a way to make all of this be whatever. But it's all trash. It's all just made-up conjecture, you know what I'm saying, uh, centered around people's real lives and shit that they actually have going on um and it's you know whatever it's kind of a, a exercise of futility if you will the other thing that i want to talk about this is because anytime this comes up you know kind of future comes up and i've always wanted to find a way to articulate how i felt about future you know the future russell wilson thing or you know, in this in this case, future Lori Harvey, like, oh, you know, they really the same and da 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 da. Here's what I believe is at its core the warning, the tame the here's the, the civilized message of a future or a city girls or SZA or 
any of these people who make, you know what I'm saying, music where they be basically like, niggas ain't shit, bitches ain't shit. Basically, all of these musics, all these songs are just parables against dating for potential. It's just a caricature of that shit, though, because it's entertainment and entertainment is a caricature. You know what I'm saying? When, you know, future like, oh, fuck these bitches. They all for the streets. They da 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 da, whatever, whatever, whatever. That's a caricature of actual real advice, which is just kind of like being realistic about what the person who you're interested in wants long term and what their lifestyle indicates versus what you want. But it's a caricature. You know what I'm saying? But the issue with a character, a caricature is if you don't have a certain level of intelligence, you'll take that at face value. And there's absolutely a shitload of niggas, a shitload of women who take these type of artists and that kind of, of messaging at face value and they go and disseminate that old toxic ass shit where, you know, being toxic is cool and da 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 You know what I'm saying? Like, um... I just feel like that's where it becomes, it's like gangster rap. If you take like like in future to a gangster rapper, if you want to listen to NWA because you don't like the way the police treats you sometime and you like, man, yeah, fuck the police. Yeah, we'll, we'll shoot these crackers up and do blah, 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 blah. And it's like an outlet to you. But in your mind, you know what I'm saying? You go on about your day, you see the police, you're like, hello, officer. You know what I'm saying? Like, or whatever, you know, like maybe not even on that level, but you know, that's not really your your vibe is, you know, kill the police or whatever. Um, you just like on the outlet shit, then like, it's whatever, it's art. You see it as that. But if you sit in a closet listening to fuck the police all day long, plotting out your manifesto to go blow up the LAPD station, then it's a little bit different. You kind of taking the caricature too far. You taking the, the energy too far. So yeah, when when futures like I just put a famous bitch in rotation, right? On a on some single nigga shit, that's like that's like I just leveled up on this girl because she really on the cool. It's like this girl got so much clout. I just leveled up by not being interested in her, like by being able to hit and not really giving a fuck. Oh, I just leveled up off that shit. That's like a vibe when you like a young nigga. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I be I be fucking the bitches all the niggas want to fuck. You know what I'm saying? And I'm using bitches for a reason right now because that's literally the vibe. You know, all the bitches niggas want, I'm on. I'm hitting that and I don't even give a fuck what she do. You know what I'm saying? I, I shit, I put the bitch in rotation. Nigga, the homies can hit. It's whatever. It's just, you know, but it's toxic and it's trash. You know what I'm saying? You get grown, you like, ew, that's gross. I was bugging. You know, but it's fun still. Like, even when you grown, it's still fun because you know the vibe. You know what I'm saying? It's like, hi, this nigga future crazy, right? Um, I feel like women have that with artists, with certain artists that they listen to or whatever. I just think that it gets real problematic whenever you take it beyond that and then you start thinking like, oh, I'm going to listen to God future and have seven baby mamas and not really fuck with my kids and da-da-da-da-da. Like, you know, that's that's when it becomes an issue for me. You know, I feel that it's all entertainment. You take it as entertainment. I, I think his future was the rapper. I think that they was talking about be talking about doing drugs. He don't even do just because it sound good. It's just like the vibe niggas is on. You like, hell yeah, you know, we doing this, that, and the third because we just out here getting fucked up. It's just an over-exaggeration of a vibe. 
you take it too far though, and then you start looking like a dickhead. And that's just not where I'm at with it. So I say all that to say, Lori Harvey ain't necessarily for the streets, man. She just a woman who decided that, you know, for whatever reason, they are just two people, honestly, who for whatever reason decided that this does not serve them. You know what I'm saying? Like being together doesn't serve them. And it ain't shit wrong with that. They got every right. They well within their rights to be like that. So, you know, whatever. Anyway, now that we talked about some shit that don't make no sense, let's talk about some uh, some bullshit, some only in America shit. You know what I'm saying? Even though this happens everywhere. Uh, 31 members of the white nationalist Patriot Front arrested near an Idaho Pride event. Um, The first article I read about this said how like of these niggas, I think seven of them for, are from Texas because Texas, we got all the fucking crazies, of course, just to be clear. Um, Core the 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 Allen the that Dayaline Idaho I, Idaho got some names for their cities I don't know what this is we gonna call this Darlene or Idaho that's not where it happened though uh law enforcement arrested 31 members of a white nationalist organization known as the Patriot Front near a pride event in in Darlene Idaho <laughs> uh on Saturday on a charge of conspiracy to riot, the men were packed into a U-Haul truck and detained a short distance away from the gathering, which was being held at a public park. The men who traveled from at least 10 states are expected to be arraigned on Monday on the misdemeanor court. Uh, on the misdemeanor count. Sorry, can't read. Uh, of course, it's just a misdemeanor. It's clear to us based on the gear that the individuals had with them, the stuff they had in their possession in the U-Haul with them, along with the paperwork that was seized from them, they came to riot downtown, said the police chief. Authorities said they were alerted to the group by a concerned citizen who called to report seeing approximately 20 men jump into a U-Haul truck at a hotel parking lot wearing masks, carrying shields, and that they looked like a little army. Police found at least one smoke grenade in the truck. White said the paperwork that appeared to show a master plan to riot both at the Pride event and along the main commercial strip of downtown Darlene. That's not really what the place is called, y'all. I just can't say the name. Uh, he credited the Darlene Police Department, uh, the Sher County Sheriff's Department, Idaho State Police, and FBI with assisting in the operation. So they found these niggas with shields, a smoke grenade, and a little hand-drawn. Y'all know what I'm picturing. Y'all know Y'all know. I think all of these niggas are hillbillies, by the way. I always think all these little people who conspire to kidnap the governor and all this other stuff, they're all hillbillies to me. They all, get, get her. We're going to, now this is what we're going to do. We're going to go up to Idaho, and we're going to pull up on those F-slurs, because you know that that's what they call them. They call them, you know what I'm saying? Nah. They called him that. You know what I'm saying? They were going to pull up on those gays and queers. And we're going to go. We're going to go up there to Idaho. And we're going to show them smear the queer. God damn it. That's what I. And so when I think about people like them, like hillbillies can't really read. So their plan must be simple and have pictures. And also hillbillies don't respect the fine arts. So I know that they can't draw for shit. So I know that their little hand-drawn plans look like child, ch child like, like children drawing. And that's what I picture when they say that they found the plans, you know, like the little arrows, like you're going to come around here and we're going to flank them from the left. You know what I'm saying? Even though this is my right, but they're hillbillies. So they, they, they don't know left from right. They probably got to do a little thing where you put your fingers up and see which one is the L. Um, anyway, um, 
this is more just about uh, overall opposition to the Pride event was visibly present. The developments capped the day of high tension around competing events along the Darling Lakefront Pride at the Park. A gathering that drew LGBTQ community members and supporters from across North Idaho was celebrating its first and largest in-person event since the beginning of the pandemic. Meanwhile, less than a mile away, an anti-LGBTQ group gathered to pray the Catholic Rosary led by self-identifying Christian na nationalists and attended by affiliates of the white nationalist America First movement. Uh, also nearby, a motorcycle riding club event encourages members and allies to gather with firearms and take a stand against the pride gathering. Idaho does not require a permit or license for the open carry of firearms. Of course it doesn't. Um, I am uh, super glad that we are halfway through Pride Month already and nothing too crazy has happened. I am super nervous about it. I feel like anyone who's paying attention to any of the things that are going on around us would be obviously nervous about that. I feel as though the shootings are going to get much worse before they get better. Um Congress passed some little dinky ass trash ass or they haven't even passed it yet. They have a framework for really the biggest gun legislation in over a decade. And it's really nothing. It's literally nothing. And I'm not one of those, bro. And whatever I'm, I'm with taking anything you can get. So I'm not saying they shouldn't sign it because it's nothing, but it's nothing though. And I just don't see this issue getting any better. People are, starting to target all these groups in a more open outright way and it's just dangerous at this point a pride event a pride parade is not a protest like a pride parade is not a protest it is literally a gathering of people to get together and celebrate themselves and each other it's not a protest of anything there's no reason why there should be any hint of violence at something like this but it's that hate crime shit. And what I'm really wondering is you pull up with all this stuff. They didn't say they found guns on them, man, which is kind of crazy. But, you know, if you were part, I just don't know. What what were you planning to do when the police showed up? Or what was the, you know, maybe they're hillbillies and they didn't plan it through. But the fact that they got caught, the fact that they had a U-Haul truck, all just jumping in the back of it, sweaty and smelling like fucking old baloney, bro. Get the fuck, bro. Anyway. During the Pride event, where children blew bubbles and drew colorful chalk art under a sheltered picnic pavilion and an enthusiastic crowd cheered drag queen performers on stage, opposition was visibly present. Several men carrying long guns and handguns walked around and throughout the crowd, a conservative Christian group assembled at a picnic table nearby and sang religious songs. At one point, several men, including one with a long gun and a pistol, unfurled a banner that propagated a false narrative about harming children that was recently united that has recently united far-right groups and movements against the LGBTQ people. And that's dangerous as fuck, too. And it's, I feel for... It's crazy because... One thing I feel like the the LGBTQ community is starting to... And it not like... It not I hate to say starting as though it just happened. But... What is becoming more the case is they are one of the last groups that there is still not enough support for that people don't feel comfortable outwardly being like, like there's not many places in the world now where you can be like, I hate black people, even white nationalists, like the, the modern ones, the, the more, uh, 
whitewashed ones, they don't say they hate black and brown people. They try and water the narrative down where it's more about what they believe the white race needs. And it's not, oh, no, we don't hate anyone because it's not cool to say you hate black people anymore. You can't do that. There's still big places in America where you can say, fuck those gays. They're the devil. They're this, they're that. So just being a target of wild conspiracies and open persecution like this is kind of par for the course when you're one of the last people left where people can do that and then still go to their high place. People can go call you the F slur and then go to church. You can't really do that with black people the same way anymore. So it's, it's kind of like the, the hostility is shifting. It's still, obviously they just shot it. They just shot us up in a, in a, in a supermarket. They didn't stop doing stuff to us. The police shoot us indiscriminate being black. Didn't stop being dangerous. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about the cultural outrage at your existence. Is something that I feel for because that's kind of something that as black people we're kind of we're not past it because there is still lots of cultural outrage at our existence but we're past it being acceptable like it's not cool if you if we can point out that that's what you're doing the people are like oh no 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 that's not what I'm saying blah 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 like you don't want to get caught hating niggas nowadays you know kind of anyway um yeah, it's it's still crazy to have to deal with that, though. Um, I love Idaho. I never wanted to leave, but they're making me question it. Oh, I, I will actually just to further that point. Imagine like you could see someone and boy, knock on wood. And I, I, I hate to even say this out loud, but you could see someone targeting a Juneteenth festival for like an act of violence. But I couldn't see people picketing a Juneteenth festival, you know? Like boycott, like out there with signs and guns outside of a Juneteenth festival. Like these niggers want to celebrate not being slaves anymore. I just don't. I don't even, I don't think that we will see anything like that. Not on any even close to scale like you can see like this. And that's kind of what I'm saying. Because of the nature of all of it, the scale and the public part of it is bigger for the LGBT community for me right now. Um but uh, anyway, the article goes on. I love Idaho. I never wanted to leave, but they're making me question it, says Chanel Huggins, 32. Huggins and her husband attended the pride gatherings as supporters. She says the intense and at times frightening pressure campaign that the LGBT community experienced in the weeks leading up to the event was deeply troubling. Despite this volatile brew, people's worst fears largely did not materialize. Prior to the Patriot Front sweep, the police had arrested just two individuals. Both had brought sound application devices to protest the pride activities. One was arrested for disorderly contact, uh, conduct, the other for trespassing. White said both were from Oregon. That's another thing, too, about this whole story that's kind of crazy is how many people are coming from different states to target these events. All those people, I think out of all the people, who, all those 33, I think only one of them was from Idaho. All the rest of them were from another state. So you know that they all met online. And that goes to my other point. That they be meeting in these online chat groups and creating these communities where they're not loners. They be a part of shit. Anyway. Um, 
Yeah, law enforcement really came through today, blah, 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 whatever. Y'all, good job. Y'all, y'all, y'all caught him today. Um, yeah, they were from 10 different states, including Arkansas, Colorado, Illinois, Oregon, South Dakota, Texas, Utah, Washington, Wyoming, and Virginia. Only one was from Idaho. Um, the Patriot Front was formed in the wake of Charlottesville. This is not surprising. That's the white supremacist organization that they all belong to um, because that's what's going down. Um, white supremacy is the jam out here. Um, one uh, story that I, I saw that I wanted to read because I think that it actually kind of goes into this is uh, because... All of this stuff that's going down, in part, to me, is because we have all these elected officials who subscribe to this bullshit to a degree. The Matt Gateses, the Marjorie Taylor Greens, the Lauren Boberts, the like when you look at all these crazy motherfuckers, like they're fucking crazy, dude. They're nucking butts. And I just feel like all of these people and all of their shit, the like they get elected to positions of power. I've spoken on this to a degree before. When you elect a crazy to position, we're conditioned to believe that certain people are trusted sources, that you could take a senator, senator, dot, 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 said, blah, 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 and take that to mean something. Um, And you cannot do that anymore. And maybe we were always remiss for doing that because politicians have always been politicians, you know, but now it's to the point where before, at least they would try and stretch some version of the truth. Now they just like, yeah. Um, the election was stolen, but they know it wasn't. And when you start doing shit like that, you start to stoke all these different things. You know, the election being stolen, part of that ties into great replacement theory, which is part of the reason why two of the last fucking three mass shootings damn near cracked off. You know what I'm saying? Like, It's all tied in and having these people, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not consensually, consciously or knowingly, uh, ascribe to these conspiracy theories that they are aware are not true just for political power and gain is detrimental to, to our side is detrimental to our society in a larger way. In my opinion, that's kind of where I'm at with it. Um, and these motherfuckers is getting crazy and crazier. So I found this article. I wanted to read it. The FBI arrest because the FBI been FBI. The FBI did their thing at Idaho Pride. This time the FBI held it down again. This says a uh, candidate, uh, FBI arrest Michigan uh, GOP gubernatorial candidate on January January six charges. Um, a Republican candidate for governor in Michigan was arrested by the FBI on Thursday and charged with misdemeanors for his role in a U.S. Capitol riot on January six. Uh, federal agents raided Ryan Kelly's home in Allendale, Michigan on Thursday morning. NBC News received a tip about the raid, which was confirmed by the law enforcement official. An FBI spokesperson later confirmed that a search warrant was executed at the home where Kelly 40 was arrested. He faces four charges related to his alleged actions at the Capitol, including disorderly conduct and willfully injuring or attacking U.S. property, according to a criminal complaint to the criminal complaint. 
The FBI said it received multiple tips about Kelly's presence at the Capitol on January 6th, and a bureau source also identified him as one of the people seen at the siege. Kelly, in the past, has acknowledged having been in Washington for the protests that preceded the deadly riot by supporters of then Donald Trump, of then President Donald Trump, but said he never entered the Capitol. A local sheriff's deputy and Allendale official who both know Kelly have identified him in the photo from the riot. Uh, a statement from FBI special agent released Thursday by Justice uh, Department officials includes and describes a video and other images that indicate Kelly was involved in breaching the Capitol and directing others to participate. At approximately 2.20 p.m., Kelly continued to gesture towards the crowd, consistently indicated that they should move towards the stairs that led to the entrance of the U.S. Capitol's interior spaces. The agent says Kelly's arrest comes as the House Committee investigates the deadly, the deadly January 6th riot prepares. Uh, Kelly's arrest comes as the House Committee investigating the deadly January 6th riot prepares for its first public hearing Thursday night, and it follows the disqualification of at least two other leading GOP candidates for governor in Michigan, including the frontrunner James Craig, after they turned in allegedly fraudulent signatures to qualify for their August primary. This is, bro, this is what I mean when I say that the Republicans are the evil empire, though. I don't know. I was hoping this article would say kind of where uh, he was finishing before he got caught. But regardless, you know that he was getting half his buzz off of, oh, I was there on January 6th. I didn't go in because you want to play it like that because it's fucking treason and against the fucking law. So you don't want to, you know, go to prison or get charged because you're white. You're not going to go to prison. He's not going to go to prison, I'm sure. But he doesn't want to get charged. And get disqualified from being governor. So he's like, I didn't go in. But he also wants to juice off being a part of the crazy mob that did go in. So he's like, but I was there. And I support everything that happened. It was just a dust up. Even though they literally killed police officers. But whatever. Um, Blue Lives Matter. Uh, Yeah, that's crazy. And then just like the, the footnote of this story. Oh, and this is after two other front runners for governor had to bow out because they turned in fake signatures, but they talking about the Democrats stole the election. Y'all are literally out here trying to fake the signatures and steal your own primary, not even the election. You're cheating before you even start going up against another party. But it's the Democrats who doing all of this election fraud and all of this other bullshit, bro. Like, again, get the fuck. I'm just not doing this with y'all. And it just, it's just annoying as fuck because these be the motherfucking people, bruh. These be the people who end up in actual power, who actually end up making major decisions about what happens with our lives because they get more support off of being the crazy motherfucker who stormed the Capitol than a motherfucker will get for trying to like, I don't know, feed the kids or something like that. And do y'all know why we deal with shit like this? Yourself, man. Hate you, young son, bitch. You don't do shit. You don't vote. Fucking rabbits, all you do is shit. Fuck. That's all right. Your mama's a man. Hate you, motherfucker. Hate them, son, bitch. That's why. And I hate y'all for it. All right, y'all. <clears throat> Next couple of stories, you know what I'm saying? They all got a little something in common. Anybody who knows me knows if it's anything I love, 
it's a settlement. You see, there was a point in time where, for whatever reason, niggas just kept running into my car. I was minding my motherfucking business, and I'd be riding around, and then somebody hit my shit. And when a nigga hit your shit, and it ain't your fault, you get a little check. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? And I was like, ooh, settle me, settle me. You know what I'm saying? It was like my thing for a while. So I always have this infatuation with settlements. And when I seen all of these, I was like, hmm, let's pile all these stories together. And let's talk about them like that. So this one starts off $1.5 million to be paid to police chief who displayed Nazi insignia. Because you got to love the police. One thing about the police is niggas always want to make it seem like, oh, the world just hates cops. And we got this vendetta against cops and blah, 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 blah. Anytime someone tries to say the police have too much power and they don't have any real punitive action towards the shit that they be on. But, okay. We tripping. In Kent, Washington, a suburban Seattle city will pay more than $1.5 million to settle a dispute with a former assistant police chief who is disciplined for posting a Nazi rank insignia on his office door and joking about the Holocaust. Former Kent assistant police chief Derek Kamerzell, who had been with the department for nearly three decades, was initially given two weeks of unpaid leave after the 2020 incident. Outraged residents and members of the Jewish community prompted Mayor Dana Ralph to put Camerzel on paid administrative leave and demand his resignation. The city's attempt to essentially discipline Camerzel a second time led to a dispute between his lawyers and the city that appeared headed for litigation. But interim city chief administrative officer Pat Fitzpatrick <laughs> who is also the city attorney, said Friday that the city had resolved the matter through negotiation. Uh, Ralph, in calling for Camerzel's resignation in January, acknowledged that the decision to revisit the discipline issue would likely come at a high cost. The city said Friday it would pay him $1,520,000 to resign. $1.5 million. Had the simply city simply just fired him, officials said, he likely would have won his job back through arbitration due to federal and state labor laws. An internal investigation concluded that Camerzel knew the meaning of the insignia he placed above the nameplate on his office door in 2020 that had an Ubergruppenführer, a high official in Hitler's parliamentary Schutzstaffel, or the SS, which was responsible for the systematic murders of millions of Jews and other Europeans during World War II. Uh, the insignia was taken down four days after a detective in the Investigations Bureau filed a complaint. Um, he was also heard joking about the Holocaust and messages left by a newspaper, left by the newspaper with Camazel's attorney and with Kent Police Officers Association were not immediately returned. Um, yeah, so basically, um, this is, this is crazy to me that Basically, because of the way police unions are set up and the way the police contracts are set up, they were on some shit like, okay, you're the assistant police chief and you've got all these like Nazi swastikas and shit above your nameplate on your door. That's probably pretty uncomfortable and problematic for some of the people who work for you. And it's wild racist and not something we want to be associated with. So we got to get you the fuck up out of here. And the police union was like, yeah, no. You can't get them up out of here. We want them. Like, if you fire them, we're just going to get them right back on. 
So then as the city, you're faced with this dilemma. At least this is what it appears to me. It appears to me that it's a nigga in the city who's like, we can fire this nigga and then he'll just get rehired and we'll have to keep him around and pay him out until he quits. Or we could just settle him out a certain amount of years of his salary and just cut ties with him all together. I'm curious as to whether or not he's going to get this big lump sum and his pension and all this other stuff. He probably will because at the end of the day, there's really no accountability for police officers ever, no matter what they do. And yeah, this is where I'm at with that. I, uh, I mean, it's, it's just wild because these cities be tanking their own budgets. Sometimes I don't think people even realize the magnitude of some of the decisions that get made in these situations. So if your city has to pay out $1.5 million in a settlement, where do you think that money's going to come from? Like it's going to come from somewhere. It's going to come from whoever the most black people are getting money from. More than likely, they're going to find the place where only poor and black people will be impacted. And they're going to take resources away from those communities to pay for some fuck shit. You know what I'm saying? That later on, it's like going to be cyclical. And that's what's crazy about police settlements to me, because usually what happens is it's like this, this happened to just be on some office. I'm just a wild racist in public shit. Not, Oh, I accidentally gunned down your unarmed son in front of your house shit, because that's usually what happens whenever they have to settle some shit out. So, but usually what happens is they murder somebody black and then the city has to settle with the people's family for millions of dollars, thus taking more resources out of the same community that just got inflicted this tragedy upon it. You know what I'm saying? Making the crime be element become a little bit more uh, pronounced in that area, making the police presence become more pronounced in that area, making it more likely that the police will ding, 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 murder an unarmed black man. And it's just... Round and round and round and round it goes. And they just basically, they, and all the cops still get their money. It's like, oh, if you black, you murder a, a kid, we'll we'll cut you loose and then we'll pay you out your whole check and then we'll settle out with the family. And in this case, it's like, oh, well, you're so obviously racist, which even that, when you say, oh, policing is inherently racist, people want to be like, oh, no, there's blah, 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 blah. But then you're like, but the assistant police chief felt comfortable putting the swastika on his door. It's not just that he did it. I think sometimes people overestimate the action and underestimate the culture that the action took place in. Like that wasn't, he didn't, he felt like he was going to get off with that. He wasn't trying to get fired. He was trying to make a joke. He thought it was fucking funny. He was like, I'm going to post this shit and we all going to he he ha 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 together. That's what he thought was going to go down. Wrong. You know what I'm saying? And then when he gets fired, the police unions have so much protection over officers, regardless of what it is that they did right or wrong, that the motherfucker don't even lose his job. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They had to choose between him losing his job and making him a fucking millionaire. Boy, what a dream. You spend your whole life fake fighting crime, really just oppressing marginalized communities under the guise of being law enforcement with this fucking badge. You move up the ranks. You put a swastika on your motherfucking door to let niggas know who you really are. Just really let your dick swing on them. You know what I'm saying? Make jokes about the Holocaust. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's the difference between a Jew and a pizza? Ha, 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 ha. You know what I'm saying? Just getting it in, right? 
The, what the difference between a Jew and a pizza is that a pizza doesn't burn when you put it in the oven or doesn't scream when you put it in the oven. That's the joke. I know, I know. It's not funny. But you know that that's what that nigga was on. You know that's what that man was on. And then as a treat, the cherry on top, the coup de gras, to finish it off, what did my man get? 1.5 milli off the settlement. And I bet you you can't tax settlement money the way you could tax other shit. That nigga probably got to keep most of that shit. Fuck this nigga, bro. I feel... I feel personally offended by the fact that this could go down. Where is my chance? I want to ascend to the ranks of some, I want to, what if like the fire department was like the counter to this, like you could rise to the, 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 the top ranks of a fire department and then you could go put some, uh, you know what I'm saying? Put some, I'm put, put a name tag on me, say, Hey, my new name is Craig the Cracker Killer. You know what I'm saying? And then they'll fire me for saying some shit that's offensive to white people. And then I'll be like, ha. I got you, bitch. Give me my check. Thank you, just give me five hundred thousand. Let me get fired for calling crackers crackers, and not even fired. So you giving me the settlement? That's the wild thing. He getting the one point five million. They having to settle him out, and I bet you money this nigga can still go be a cop somewhere else. This nigga about to go grab a check. He didn't break no laws. He just said some racist shit. And like I said, the cops are racist, so they don't care. He's not gonna have a problem finding a police department to fit into. I promise you that. Um, on to another settlement. Because um, the FBI is is is, um, is out here about to get hit with a big settlement. I don't know if y'all saw this or not. Um, this article is from the BBC. Um, British Broadcasting Company. You nasties. Um, Simone Biles and others to sue FBI for over $1 billion over Larry Nassar investigation. If y'all don't know about this shit, bruh, that shit was wild, bruh. I watched the documentary on that. It was on HBO Max. I cannot remember what it was called right now. But, yo, it was beyond wild. I did not, I did not expect what I saw. Um, the fact he was fucking basically molesting these girls in front of their parents, like he done somehow convinced. And it's just wild to me how when you have a lot invested in something, you just put so much trust and belief in the people who are supposed to be helping you get there that you will let somebody do some shit that's obviously not right. You know what I'm saying? Like this nigga was like talk like for sports injuries find a ways to like literally put his ungloved fingers inside these teenage girls you know what i'm saying and talking about this is a like treatment this is a therapeutic treatment for dot 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 like on some weird shit y'all like if you watch that and, and they knew about it for a long time and didn't do shit about it it is wild uh the article uh goes on uh, starts off women who say they were sexually assaulted by the disgraced u.s national gymnastics team doctor plan to sue the fbi for one billion dollars uh claimants say the fbi mishandled credible complaints of sexual assaults by larry nassar uh they include olympic gymnast gold medal olympic gym olympic gymnast high i'm floyd mayweather they include olympic gymnastics gold medalist simone biles ali Rays raisman and michaela maroney 
Nassar is serving up to 175 years in prison for molesting gymnasts. The agency's own watchdog found the FBI disregarded allegations about Nassar and made early errors in the investigation. Last year, a long-awaited report from the U.S. Justice Department's Office of the Inspector General gave a scathing assessment of the federal agency's investigation into Nassar. Various missteps and cover-ups by FBI agents allowed Nassar's abuse to continue for more than more than a year after the case was first opened in 2015, the report found. That's one of the things that was crazy to me watching the documentary. And one of the things that is crazy to me now is that there were motherfuckers who were tasked with more or less law enforcement. Like you are the FBI and you find out that this nigga is doing this wild, crazy shit to these girls and you cover it up. Like, because he's, like, otherwise known as a pretty cool guy? Bro, it's sick what these niggas will let happen. It's like, you really are the only one who can protect the people around you who you love. You can't trust nobody to do right by you. And that's wild to me. I just, that is wild to me that we actually live in that, in that society. Motherfuckers act like America ain't got no problems and we just the home of the free land of the brave. But, boy, our agencies got some, we got some real bad apples, don't we? covering up a molester you nasty uh the majority of claimants in these suits say nassar assaulted them after his abuse was reported to the fbi in 2015 most were athletes with the usa gymnastics program or with michigan state university where nassar maintained a clinic the fbi field office uh nassar's abuse was reported to took limited action and did not document any investigation or alert authorities other authorities so basically these girls it's just that's one of the things, too, why I really push back against the narrative to not believe women when they speak about things, because there's so many instances where women are systematically ignored. You know what I'm saying? Where women are coming to the FBI saying that the USA gymnastics team doctor is molesting me and the FBI was like, mm, yeah, we'll look into that. There's no paperwork. There's no reports to other investigations. And you know that he is constantly in contact with young girls all the time. And again, I said it on this episode before. That's why you won't ever convince me that they really give a fuck about these kids at all. It's fuck these kids. If it wasn't, if you gave a fuck about these kids, why would you, what? Why would you let that happen? That doesn't make any sense. I'm not fucking stupid. Um... My fellow survivors and I were betrayed by every institution that was supposed to protect us, the U.S. Olympic Committee, the USA Gymnastics, the FBI, and now the Department of Justice, Michaela Maroney, an Olympic gold medalist, said in a statement, it is clear that the only path to justice and healing is through the legal process, which, get your bag. I don't give a fuck if that's true or not. I don't know how much getting money for something that was done to you, like, makes that go away. I don't think money resolves trauma in any real way, but... If you allow trauma to happen to me and you were supposed to be the person who protected me and you didn't fulfill that role or service, then guess what? I need my fucking bag. You got to feel me. You got to feel me. But again, this is why I always say we need to demand more of the people who are supposed to be representing us in certain spaces because they're not. Like the money, like this shit doesn't, it's not going to affect, it doesn't come from nowhere. Like that, again, that billion dollars is going to come from money that could have went to like actually serve some community somewhere. or could have actually went to go towards something other than 
paying some girls who just should have been cared for correctly. You know what I'm saying? Money shouldn't be the solution to this because there's a free solution to it. When a motherfucker gets complaints of molesting young girls, just do your fucking job. And then you wonder why these motherfucking far right ass conservative fucking weird ass QAnon motherfuckers is like, you know, they kidnapping kids. And you wonder why niggas believe that Wayfair selling babies and shit like that, because the niggas who's supposed to be watching this shit and tasked with taking care of it clearly are interested in doing that. I, I don't whatever the collective administration claims are being filed under the Federal Tort Claims Act, which allows people who have been harmed by neglect or wrongful actions of the federal government to seek compensation under federal law. The FBI has six months to respond to the claims. Lawsuits may follow depending on the FBI's response. The FBI declined to respond uh, or comment and referred questions to remarks referred questions to remarks made by the agency's director following the release of the Watchdog Report where he apologized for the FBI's handling of the Nassar investigation. They're like, we already said sorry. We didn't know. We didn't know that these girls was going to get... We thought that once we pulled them in a room and, and scared them a little bit, we, we thought it works. The old shake them up works every time. You bring them in the room and you tell them, hey, you nasty man, if you keep doing what you're doing, we're going to come back and we're going to get you. And then usually they stop. We thought we was going to let this... Yeah, what y'all didn't understand, this was a successful white man. You just wanted us, him us to throw him away beyond the allegation of a few women who may have been sexually assaulted i mean it was years ago they're olympic gold gymnasts they're happy they're living happy lives we didn't want to ruin this white man you'll never convince me that that's not the energy you'll never convince me that that's not how they feel it's the brock turner logic to me that showed me a lot i'm not gonna lie to you when a judge was willing to like in public and out loud say, I know that this white boy raped this girl behind a dumpster while she was unconscious, but he has a bright future in front of him and we don't want to like throw that away. I really knew then. I've always known, but it really stood out to me then. A white man is worth more than anybody else out here in these streets. Like we talking about Black Lives Matter and it's crazy that more people who not white men don't believe that because... I feel like they just trying to not make it hot because they like, as long as white men got their eyes focused on black and brown people, we'll be fine. But don't worry about it. It'll be your turn one day. You white lady, whenever you need something and you pit it against a white man, they will bury you. They will bury you before they let one of theirs go. So, I mean, you know, just pay attention to that. Whenever you vote for Donald Trump, like, you know, 56% of y'all did twice. Um, And that's one of the things too. I don't want to be, I speak from a position of facts 90% of the time. Like I try to anyway, my intention is to do so. So when I say, um, white women support policies that don't serve them and vote for people who don't give a fuck about them. I don't want to hear the, oh, well this percent, I know this percent don't, I know 44% of white women who vote don't directly vote against their interests, but 56% of you do. So if I'm looking at you and you a white lady, unfortunately, unfortunately, statistics are, you probably don't vote in your best interest. Just like you white lady, if you're looking at me, a black man, statistics are, I don't participate in the system at all, even though I do. So whenever people say black men don't vote, 
I don't get all bent up out of shape about it because I vote, because black men don't vote. Black women vote. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, you know, that's just my vibe on that. When I say certain things about different demographics, you know what I'm saying? I try my best to not speak from like a place of hatred because I don't have any hatred in my heart. So I don't really have to do that. But, you know, you know, if the shoe fits, wear that motherfucker and get your people. If it ain't you, if it ain't you, then you understand what I'm talking about and get your, get your others. Get the get, hold your Tupperware parties. White ladies, I need you. White ladies who did not vote for Donald Trump, I need you to get your Tupperware parties and your Lululemons and all that other shit you're doing. Get all little white ladies together, and I need you to sit them down and bop them on the head and let them know you got to quit voting in sexual predators. You know what I'm saying? You got to stop letting those motherfuckers hold high offices and letting them motherfuckers control positions of power where you could possibly be, you know what I'm saying, subjected to these things and then not have any recourse because the people who are supposed to advocate for you don't care. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, um, on to our next settlement. And this is the big, this is the doozy. I know this is less than a billion, but this is one lady. All those gymnasts are going have to have to split up that billion dollars. That's not a billion dollars for any one of them. And then if you don't know about Larry Nassar, it's a lot of girls. It's going to be a lot of girls who have to split that billion dollars up because Larry Nassar was molesting all of the girls. Like all the girls who was coming in there. they it's the If you watch the documentary, they it literally tells you early on in the documentary they they don't know how many girls he's molested. They they don't they literally don't know how many women he's assaulted. They know that it's hundreds. That's all they know. They know that it's hundreds. So the FBI deserves to get sued for this billion. I hope all them women get their money and fuck all these motherfuckers who pretend they care about these kids because they don't. Um anyway, on to our next article. Geico may have to pay five point two million dollars to a woman who got an STD in an insured car. This is a little sexy settlement. You know what I'm saying? I mean, maybe it's not sexy because it's nasty. Because it's like, ooh, somebody got infected. But now they about to get that bank account injected. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no. no. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the, Michigan report, report, the Michigan Court of Appeals is siding with a woman who won, 5.2 million, uh, won a $5.2 million award against Geico in a case that centers around a unique auto injury claim. The woman says she contracted a sexually transmitted disease in a Hyundai sedan whose owner was insured by Geico. The woman identified in court, paper, pa- court papers as M.O. says a man identified as M.B. infected her with human papillomavirus or HPV when they had unprotected sex in his 2014 Hyundai Genesis. Okay. So I mean... My man pulls up in the in the 14 Hyundai. You know what I'm saying? Fresh. The Genesis, though. You know what I'm saying? Not the, you know, I spent... I'll be honest with you. And if you drive a Hyundai Genesis, don't hate me. Why would you spend that much money on some shit that niggas was still going to call a Hyundai? Like, I've seen a Hyundai Genesis up, up close. They kind of nice car. They nice or whatever. They straight. But it's a Hyundai. Nigga, just go get it, bro. Don't. I would never, bro. I mean, I guess it, because you're an adult and you're doing things because it makes you happy and you don't care about serving other people. But if that's the case, get an Ultima, nigga, if you don't care. If you don't care. Because a luxury Hyundai is still an Ultima, bro. Like, what? Anyway. um, 
but she fell for it, which maybe this is where her for her original source of frustration came from. She like, I pulled up, I seen you pull up in the Genesis. I gave you some pussy anyway, even though you pulled up in this Hyundai. In the back of the whip. Anyway. She says the man was negligent and didn't tell her about his health diagnosis, despite having a throat cancer tumor that was confirmed to be positive for HPV. Geico had told the woman its auto insurance coverage didn't apply because the damages claimed didn't arise out of the normal use of the vehicle. I, y'all, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm curious. I haven't read this article beforehand. I've got to see how does she end up getting paid. How does she? Okay, so it says the sexual encounter took place in late 2017. So my nigga pulled up in a, in a three year old Hyundai. And she still gave him the box. So, I mean, I'm not victim blaming here, ma'am. But, I mean, you let a nigga hit raw and he pulled up in a three-year-old Hyundai. I mean, your standards are not high. Your standards are not high. But, anyway, I'm I'm not saying, I'm not trying to Kevin Samuels you. I'm not saying that you don't deserve a high-value man who doesn't drive a Hyundai. I'm saying that you should be in search of, you should not be popping that pussy wide open in the back seat for no three-year-old Hyundai from a nigga you don't know. You know what I'm saying? You got to come on now. Protect your neck, shawty. But I do want you to get your bag. I love a settlement, so I want to see you win. I'm not even going to cap. And I'm not out here giving bitches HPV by hitting them raw in the back of my car. Women, sorry. So um, I'm not worried about it. This isn't the standard that I'm worried about being set. Anyway, um, the sexual encounters took place in late 2017 because the car was covered by Geico at the time. M.O. says the company is obliged to compensate her for contracting HPV from its owner in the vehicle, citing medical expenses and her pain and suffering. The two signed an arbitration agreement in March of 2021, agreeing to settle their dispute. Roughly two months later, an arbitrator awarded M.O. $5.2 million, saying the sum would fairly and justly compensate her. M.O. went to circuit court in Jackson County, Missouri, to enforce the arbitration ruling and won her case, Geico then appealed to the higher state court. The insurance giant said it hadn't been given a chance to defend itself, violating its constitutional rights to due process and access to the courts. But in its ruling this week, two judges in the Missouri Court of Appeals Western District said Geico had numerous chances to act on its own behalf. The judges noticed that M.O. had initially submitted a claim to Geico more than a year ago, and in February 2021, the woman sent the company a copy of a lawsuit she was about to file against the insured man. At that time, she offered to settle the claim for $1 million. A third judge on the appeals panel concurred that the court's ruling, with the court's ruling, but he also said Geico hadn't been giving a meaningful opportunity to participate in the suit before the judgment was rendered. Um... This is wild to me. So they were like, first of all, 5.2 milli. What do y'all think, bro? What if, what is the amount for someone giving you a STD? Could you get 5.2 million if it wasn't from, cause people get, I, I, I mean, as a fact of life, people give each other STDs all the time. And I know for a fact that if niggas was getting hit for five milli every time they gave somebody one, the spread, they, that's how you can slow the spread. You're talking about stop the spread, nigga. Let these, let these suits be personal. Nigga, that shit will stop the spread quick, fast, and in a hurry, nigga, like that, nigga. The, 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 sex, the sex disease, the STD disease exchange market will dry up just like that if you start hitting niggas for five milli for giving, giving a woman something. Niggas be wrapping that shit up then. Niggas be wrapping that shit up with condoms, saran wrap, oil. Niggas be 
boy. Anyway, um, that's wild. And then you see what happened to me was Geico didn't take that shit seriously. She's like, oh, yeah, somebody gave me an STD in one of your cars. I want a million. They was like, nigga, go fuck your mama. That's what Geico sent her back. They sent her back a letter that told her to go fuck herself. It was like, well, you know what? So you don't, so so that you can play your part in stopping the spread. How about instead of suing us, you just go fuck yourself? That's what they told her, and she said, oh, oh, okay, I got you. Got her a lawyer, and somebody done figured out that it's a loophole on this shit. Is all it is. She done got that lawyer. They done got the and got to work on their ass, and then Geico done got behind the eight ball because they such a big company. They wasn't worried about having to pay out that money, but that's wild. It says Geico is also fighting the large award in federal court. MO now has won three victories in Missouri, but in April of 2021, Geico sued both MO and MB in federal court, asking court to rule that the insurance company isn't liable for the woman being infected with HPV and that it doesn't have a duty to defend the man for her claims against him. Uh, That's the part that I was curious about because it seems like what happened is they got an independent arbitrator to say that he should owe her this money. And then she took that as like evidence that his insurance should pay what he's not able to pay. And so now Geico is saying, fuck both of y'all. You can both go since both of y'all nasties. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, you know, not to, just to take a moment. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's unhealthy the way that we stigmatize sexually transmitted diseases and people who've had them or do have them is nasty and shit like that. That's not a good look. It's unhealthy. And it's probably one of the things that adds more to the spread of things like that. Cause people aren't comfortable being honest about things like that. And they feel like they're gross and, and all these other things and demonize in a way. And I don't want to ever par- play a part in that, but just for the segment of the joke, Geico said, both y'all niggas is nasty. You can't even fuck on nobody else. So how about you go both go fuck yourselves because we're not paying you this money. Geico's opinion is if you was both fucking yourself, none of this would happen because that's all we want you to do is go fuck yourself. You trying, you say fuck me, no fuck you. That's what Geico said about this. Um, Geico says the car owner's claims for coverage should be dismissed because they're barred by a number of legal doctrines, including fraud, collision, illegality, latches, and unclean hands. Uh, but M.O. says Geico acted in bad faith by refusing to defend the man who owns the car despite multiple requests and by refusing to settle her claim. She says the man was insured against his personal liability arising from his negligence in actions involving his automobile, and that makes Geico responsible. The federal case is set for a jury trial, which is currently slated to begin in a Kansas City courtroom in October. Since Geico filed his federal suit more than a year ago, well over 100 docket entries have been made. Y'all listen. I don't know if Geico going to win this one in a jury trial. Imagine this you. Imagine you in a jury and you standing in between a woman who could potentially win $5.2 million from an insurance agency. How do people feel about insurance agencies? Let me let me ask you that. Because as a black person, we are aware that one of the things with a jury trial you have to think about is how would a jury perceive me? What does the jury think about a motherfucker who looks and acts like me? So if you Geico, you don't think none of them niggas in the jury that had a policy cancel? You don't think none of them had, that had to deal with y'all in a way where they needed to seek services from you 
but were unwell, unable to get those services in a timely manner? You don't think that they have more empathy for a woman who's trying to get $5 million and a company that's trying to save $5 million? I'm just saying there's a lot of reasons to believe that a jury would vote on behalf of this woman. And she kind of has a point. If you Geico, maybe you need to get some more fine print in there because when your insurance does protect you against your negligence with things involving your automobile. Now, I just don't know how far this... It's crazy because it's actually a standard and a precedent that I don't think would have been allowed to be set had Geico got involved earlier because to me, it's actually not in good faith of what car insurance is supposed to be just to, to to play devil's advocate. But fuck Geico. You know what I'm saying? I hope that woman get her bread. I hope she get that 5.2 milli. And I hope that she go, I hope she tell them niggas to give her her shit in $1 bill so that she can bathe in that shit, bro. So that she can go jump in that shit, get one of them big airbags that they put on the ground when people is trying to suicide to fall onto and fill that bitch up with $1 bills and jump on that bitch from the clouds. Poof. That's what I would do with my shit if I was her. Give me my 5.2 milli, nigga. I don't care if it don't make sense. I want it. I want my money. And she probably, I wonder if, I wonder if her and the nigga is in cahoots though. Because once they got it planned out and did the arbitration and all that other shit, and now they like getting sued together, it's like, I know that nigga gave you an STD. Ask yourself this. If a nigga gave you an STD, but then you bounced back and got five milli off the STD, you wouldn't break them off of like a little hundred K? You wouldn't give them a little bread? I ain't gonna cap. If a bitch burn me, Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not switching it back. Cause if you burn me, you lose the woman tag until, until we get it cleared up. My emotions going to get the best of me. You're going to be all kinds of bitches. You burn me up. If a bitch burn me up, but then I got a $5.2 million settlement off of that shit. A few years later, no harm, no foul shawty. I definitely ain't got no beef with you. And if I know you doing bad, I don't know if I could let you just do bad like that. Knowing that you was really the source of my come up. Yeah, and they got to take these little pills every day, but whatever. I'm rich. I'm rich. Nigga, depending on what it was, nigga, all these diseases are treatable. I bet you if somebody took you in a corner and whispered in your ear, if I give you a little syphilis, I'll give you a million dollars. I bet you you'll be around this motherfucker talking about nigga scratching. You'll be you'll be in this bitch sift up. You'll be telling niggas to call you Big Sif. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't. Don't. You ain't got a lot of me, dog. I know. I know the almighty dollar, bro. It, uh... It'll take you a far place. It'll make you do some things that you didn't think you was going to do. Uh, anyway, uh, I think this is a a good place to switch over. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, this don't traditionally fall into white people do this. Neither one of these does. But I want to play the song. So, fuck it. We're going to have a white people do this. All right, first off for today's segment of White People Do This, uh, South African pastor found guilty of treason and racist plot because white people everywhere. Johannesburg, a South African court, has convicted a pastor of plotting to overthrow the government and kill thousands of black people in the country. Harry Johannes Konesian? Nosen? K-N-O-E-S-E-N. 
Anyway, the leader of the National Christian Resistance Movement. I told you, Jesus. I told you, Jesus. Before I even finish, I told you these niggas is sullying the brand, bro. I've been trying to tell you, bro. I'm just look, niggas don't act like I made it up. Uh, the leader of the National Christian Resistance Movement was on Monday found guilty of high treason, incitement, incitement to carry out violent attacks and recruitment of people to commit attacks. Uh, no sins group explored the possibility of using biological weapon using a biological weapon to infect and kill black people, including the poisoning of water reservoirs supplying black communities, according to the prosecution. Nosen was also found guilty of unlawful possession of firearms by the Middleburg High Court. Weapons and ammunition were found when he was arrested in Middleburg, a small town in the eastern Mumblumlaga, I don't care, not Mumpumalanga, I don't know, province. Uh... The plot by the pastor's group was foiled by a 2000, in 2019 by South Africa's police and intelligence services who have since dismantled the organization's cells across, a very, across various parts of the country and arrested some of its leaders. Nosen was convicted on evidence from, witness, from witnesses, including members of his group who are already serving jail sentences after they were convicted of similar crimes because niggas is going to snitch on everybody. Um... The state alleged that Nelson's plot was motivated by his highly racial views. You don't fucking say. Um, and that he sought to justify his beliefs on religious grounds, claiming that he was ordained to reclaim South Africa for white people. Gotta love it. To further this end, he planned to attack the government institutions. He, he planned to attack government institutions and more specifically police and military institutions. A spokeswoman for the National uh, Prosecuting Authority told the Associated Press. So, my nigga was like, not just, when I first read the headline of this, it was like, white pastor tries to poison black people. I ain't gonna lie. My vision was, I pictured this nigga pulling up in the robe, you know what I'm saying, and putting cyanide in the holy water and, and, and you know what I'm saying, having a, a, a fish fry or the fried chicken potluck or something that he thought would draw in the Negroes. I don't know if you was like on some racist plot to, to dismantle the black community through poisoning them. It didn't occur to me that it was going to be on such a big scale that they were going to be like, oh, we'll just poison the water. What I thought they was going to be more like was on some shit like, uh, we will, um, you know, we're going to try and get, I thought, I thought, I didn't think he was talking about communities of black people. I thought this nigga was talking about like, you know, 50 black people that he knew or something. You feel what I'm saying? That's what I thought that we was dealing with. So now that we talking about this nigga had a whole organization and he was plotting to poison the water reservoirs that like this is some TV shit, bro. And it's it's wild. This is why I said this shit after that shooting. Being black is so dangerous all the time that you don't even think about it. Like you just got to live your life almost blissfully unaware of the fact that at any point a motherfucker could just decide, mm, I feel like offing some niggas today. And Nothing would really happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, it's just, it's just really crazy. And I know it's like something is happening and they're not just letting these things occur with no kind of, like this nigga's in, in jail right now or, or in court right now or whatever, whatever. But dog, my nigga had a whole organization was telling all of these people and nobody was like, this is a bad idea. Niggas thought, you're right. We do need to reclaim South Africa for white people. 
we should poison these motherfuckers. And like, this nigga don't seem like no bro. This is what I won't say worries me the most, but this was the thing that was most shocking to me about this. This don't seem like no broke nigga. And to me, if you and your people had a little bit of bread to maybe pull something like this off, dog, that could be mad problematic. Anyway. Um, he also identified townships and informal settlements and informal settlements occupied by black South Africans as targets for attacks. No sin. Sorry. No sin allegedly used social media platform Facebook to incite violence against black people and to recruit former members of South Africa's military to join his movement and to carry out the planned attacks. These were foiled when he was arrested in November 2019 and the cells in various parts of the country were dismantled. I genuinely feel like the Facebook thing is probably what got him caught. If he wasn't on Facebook, man, that motherfucker might have really tried to pull some shit off. In his testimony, Nelson admitted to sharing recipes to manufacture explosive with explosives with explosives with his followers on Facebook, according to the Middleburg Observer newspaper. And again, this goes to show something that I was talking about before when I was saying that um, these people aren't lone wolves. They they operate in these little camps, these little online communities where they like propagate these kind of crazy ass ideologies and things. So it's not some small thing that doesn't need to be addressed in a bigger way. And this is different than a mass shooting. This is different than a lot of these other things. And I think the violence and the intent and the correlation that that has all had with social media goes to show that I'm not saying that gun legislation is not necessary or effective, but that the communities that these ideologies are festering and really forming in, those need to be the target, in my opinion. They at least need to be a big part of it. Maybe not all of it, but they've got to be a large part of it if it's going to have any kind of success to me. Because as long as you can get people who can get together in communities and tell each other how to get around the rules that they're supposed to be doing. Like, how are we ever supposed to, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. How are you ever supposed to fight evil when evil can find other evil? And you just got all of these fucking, uh, I can't. What what are they called? The, the opposite of the Justice League, y'all. Come on. What was the name of the fucking uh, evil supervillain group? Opposite the Justice League. I can't think about it. It'll come to me. Uh, anyway, that's what be happening in these online chat rooms to me. Uh, this is not the first racist treasonous plot to be uncovered in South Africa. In 2013, 20 members of the right-wing white supremacist group known as the Boer Mag were sentenced to prison for plotting to kill South Africa's first black president, President Nelson Mandela, overthrow the government, and kill thousands of black people. They were handed sentences ranging from 5 to 35 years in a 10-year treason trial, one of the longest in the country's history. That group, like Nelson's, was opposed to South Africa's democracy, which brought it into apartheid. The country's regime with the white minority rule ended in the first democratic elections in 1994, which elected Mandela president. All of that is important because that is very similar to the dynamic in America that causes these far-right white supremacist groups to target groups of black people and motherfuckers trying to act like that shit is not real, but it's not even a uniquely American thing anywhere where you have a class system that's based on white supremacy in that way and then you try and strip it by legal means, you're going to have people whose only real leg in life was that benefit. 
There's motherfuckers who didn't have shit going for them, bruh. And I think that's what people don't understand. If you a nigga who didn't have shit going for you, and all of a sudden, motherfuckers is talking about, um, we gonna take away the, the, the small benefits you have in this society just by being white, you're gonna push back hard against that. And then motherfuckers, even years after that shit's supposed to be over, what you have going on here in America is motherfuckers saying, this is why things aren't what they used to be. This is things were better when it was like this. You know what I'm saying? And now they fucked it up. They made it, you know, because they want to be all, you know, liberal and all this other bullshit. They they fucking it up for everybody. That's the that's the vibe. Letting these niggas in on everything is fucking it up for everybody. So, you know, whatever. That shit is just wild. White people get your people. Usually white people do this, these, do these, these, these are kind of funny. But this one is about some niggas coming from black people. Even though it's in South Africa, it's still a pattern that persists in America all the time. Like on a hella regular fucking basis. And all you got to be doing is halfway paying attention to know that shit. So, you know, whatever. But our second story, because we got two stories on white people do this this week. <coughs> our second story. <coughs> excuse me. It is not uh, exactly what we typically do on here traditionally with white people do this either. But, because it don't, you it's just a white person. And it's just a story that I, I scrolled across. And when I seen it, I was like, I have to show y'all this. Especially because I can show y'all the video aspect of this. And y'all know in Monsters, Inc., the little room with the doors where the doors be like coming from one thing and they like hanging and going like, Shoo. and you know, like when they hanging from the doors, you know what I'm saying? In the one scene and whatever, this story gives me vibes from that. It gives me vibes of like assembly lines, like chickens on an assembly line or something like that. All just being hung by some hooks or like meat hanging from a hook or something like that. Y'all gonna see exactly what I'm talking about. I'm not even going to give you no more, nothing on it. I'm about to pull up the story. Uh, I'll read you the headline if you're not actually watching the video of this because the video you can already see it. The headline of this is Mom nearly strangled in zip line accident. Most of us associate zip lines with the outdoors, but indoor zip lining is increasingly popular. However, when this mom took her little girl to an indoor zip line course, it nearly ended in disaster. The video is shocking. A mom is hanging by her neck, helpless, as she finds herself trapped on an indoor zip line. Time is time. What is running out? Okay. She's in real danger of choking to death. It happened after she says the harness apparently came loose and slipped around her neck. The nightmare unfolded at Urban Air Adventure and Trampoline Park outside Chicago. She's desperately trying to maneuver so the strap doesn't tighten around her neck. I just remember thinking that I may die. 24-year-old Evelyn Rapier, who was celebrating her three-year-old daughter's birthday at the indoor park, is now speaking to Inside Edition about her brush with disaster. Wait, what? Embarrassed. It's no way. Y'all, if you got kids, you know how kids are. Hell, even you got a mama. It ain't no way I'm at my three-year-old birthday party. And you know that woman was so... You know them kids was laughing. 
you know kids ain't got no filter kid the parents was like oh my god is she okay the kids was like look at your mom she over there bro nigga that didn't make it's the way that her whole body was swinging on that motherfucker bro like if y'all not watching the video of this you're really not getting the just do that this deserves because she really looked like I don't even know how to explain it, y'all. Like, she looked like what it is. She looked like she strung up and getting took on the wild ride of death of her life. She said that that nigga didn't put her shit in right. It, that that go to show you. You need to pay people enough money to do the job. Urban Eric type of motherfucker still paying nigga $7.25 an hour. And this nigga getting paid $7 an hour is supposed to click your harness in correctly. And he trying to hurry the fuck up. He high. He got a vape pen in his pocket right now. He don't give a fuck about nothing. He's supposed to be giving a fuck about just putting your life in motherfucking danger, bruh. Boy, that shit is, hold on. Let's let's hear the rest of the story. What went wrong here? How did this happen? It seemed as if they put the harness incorrectly. Instead of strapping it under my arms, it seemed as if they strapped it up here. How soon after the ride started were you getting choked? Instantly, instantly, right it's not cool to make fun of people, but why she look like somebody put her eyes on after they drew her hole? Like maybe they drew the eyes first and they tried to draw the face around the eyes and like didn't get, didn't get it right. I know we all got our little ugliness. We all look ugly, you know, shit. I hope this video get big enough for niggas to be calling me ugly in the comments. Like, oh, you talking about her and her little Forrest Whitaker eye that's placed on the side of her face, but look at your black ass. That That's when you know you made it, when niggas start trolling you in the comments. But uh, anyway, back to uh, back to she got a little ET eyes. Her eyes kind of give me ET vibes. But anyway, we gonna let little ET talk. When my feet were off the ground, I couldn't breathe. It was quick thinking that may have saved her. As you can see in the video, I'm pulling, I'm pulling on my neck, and I'm also trying to pull pull the rope so I won't I won't be choked to death. Her ordeal only came uh, to an end when she completed the zipline course and her feet touched down on the platform. But she suffered rope burns and bruises around her neck. Evelyn Rapier is now suing the park, alleging negligence and improper maintenance of the ride. In 2008, this young man's arm was severed when it got what? wrapped around a homemade zipline. Now, this mom says she knows what it's like to have a near-death experience. What? Yo! What? Yo. 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 If you're not watching the video, you don't understand. Nigga, they just showed a video of a nigga who, oh, I didn't watch the end of this motherfucking clip where I put it on here. Whoa. My nigga got a Frankenstein arm, fam. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We got to go back. We got to go back. Proper maintenance of the ride. We In 2008, go this young man's arm. Yo. What? This young man. Wait, 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 wait. Where can I gotta blow this up, y'all? Look at this shit. This the healed up arm, bro. This the uh, nigga, nigga. Sorry, y'all. If you just on the audio part of the podcast, this ain't gonna. But if you on the video, boy, uh, that nigga shit look like goddamn. I don't even know, bro. Nigga, look like you put your shit in a wood chipper, boy. Look like you look like... That's how I be feeling like your shit gonna look whenever the tape uh, tape measure come back on. 
whenever it anyway all right hold on let's finish this out real quick form was severed when it got wrapped God around a homemade zip line now this mom says she knows what it's like to have a near-death experience this is probably the last time i'm going to see my kids Miss Rapier is now suing Urban Air where that accident took place. She alleges negligence and improper maintenance. The park says the safety and well-being of our guests and employees is our highest priority. I think money is your highest priority because you're a company. That's wild to me whenever companies say anything other than money is their number one priority because it's not. Like, if it's not money, you don't give a fuck about it, nigga. That's all y'all care about is money. And that's fair. You're a corporation, I suppose. That's what you're supposed to do, so whatever. But... Anyway, that's fucking wild, bro. For, but y'all, one thing that's funny in there, and I don't, I don't even know what that lady white. She might be Asian or something. She's still on white people do this today. Um, why, why motherfuckers always try and make their thing bigger than it was? If you watching the video of this, y'all, what happened to her was funny as fuck, and it probably hurt, and she probably was kind of scared. But she's like, I know what it's like to have a life or death situation. Da, da, da. Like you wasn't gonna die, like. And then they always conflate two situations that's not alike. When they, they, and they bruised, they tried to breeze through it too. They was like, and this young boy was in a zip lining accident as well. This lady was at the little zip line track at Urban Air. This nigga was on a homemade zip line that malfunctioned on some, that needed to be on white people do this. Cause that's some shit white people do. Go make some shit that they not qualified to make. And then try and just jump on it like it's safe. That's some white people shit all day long. Um, so, yeah. But then she trying to make it seem like, they trying to make it seem like they things were the same. Like you just show Frankenstein arm next to this lady who has some impression marks on her. Like they wasn't even like bruises like that. She definitely was strung up. Don't get me wrong. But I mean, I know some women who like to look like that. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying that the bruises and the marks that was on her, I've seen those be given to women consensually. So she wasn't just almost about to lose her life over that shit. She was, you know, but get your bag though. She could have been on the settlement part of this episode because she definitely going to get a bag for that shit. She deserve it. Go ahead, little zip line lady. Get your bag since you got embarrassed in front of your kid. Because you will always look three years old. That's old enough to remember. And it's definitely old enough to remember the story. The parents is going to remember. You always going to be that lady. You always going to be the one who got strung up at urban air at your daughter's three-year-old birthday party. Niggas will never forget that. She was up there looking like the pinata. Nigga, them kids was probably about to grab sticks and start beating on her with them motherfuckers. Like candy's going to pop out. She was looking wild y'all. It's crazy. Anyway, that's all I got for this episode, man. I know that this is a crazy long episode. I thought about doing a part one and a part two when I actually put the recording out. Because, you know, on YouTube, I always just chop it up now anyway and just put out clips. Uh, so it's no telling what y'all will get. You might get a full two-hour episode. You might get part one, part two. I'll decide that whenever it comes up. Uh, what I do know is that I appreciate y'all as always. Uh, I just finished the interview with my nigga DJ. Uh, DJ Zachary, you know what I'm saying? My guy from the town. Uh, my nigga's done a lot of shit in the town, uh, for the town. Um, as a personal, uh, on, on a personal level, uh, being an entrepreneur, being a mentor and a leader in the community, like these are all things that he's been, uh, been engaged in over the last 10, 15 years. And uh, the interview was super dope. We actually finished it uh, this evening. 
The interview was super dope. I think y'all are really going to love it. It's a ton of free game in there. If you're trying to get some shit off the ground and you kind of wondering about how do you, uh, it's not, I'm not a advice seminar type of guy. So it's not one of those like, oh, it's like if you sat down and had dinner with Jay-Z, it's not that, but my nigga definitely dropped some gems in there on some things that have been really helpful for him and getting where he wants to be, establishing a lifestyle that he wanted, you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, supplying a lifestyle for his family, you know what I'm saying? And just kind of becoming, uh, the man that he wants to be. Yeah. We, well, a lot of what we talked about was the difference between like being an adult and being a man, like growing into that. And, uh, just me watching him grow, him watching me grow. It was a great fucking conversation. I think y'all will love that. I'll release that interview later on this week. Um, other than that, y'all, I think that's it, man. Make sure you're leaving comments. You know what I'm saying? Share the podcast with somebody who you've really fucked with, man. I'm trying to grow this shit a lot. I appreciate y'all for everything as always. We'll be back with new shit. You know what I'm saying? New shit, new shit, new shit. Love y'all, bruh. Uh, that's it, man. Fuck with me like I fuck with you. Subscribe to the uh, to the YouTube. If you're not subscribed to the YouTube, FTS Podcast. Fuck with your boy. I love y'all as always. Pimp out. Yeah, double up the respect. Came through the wire, fresh out the fire. My mic check. Leaning and rocking, feel it yourself. It's high tech. Moving pieces all on the board. My nigga trying to see. Billion. My gift to gab on it. Escape trials and tribulations, fighting your honor. Shark in the water, grabbing for paper like I'm Nirvana. Code of honor that I follow, my nigga, is worth billion. Huh. Homie, fuck your greasy granny them. He been slapping shit so long, they gotta come and Grammy him. He so fly, he walk on stars, solar systems carry him. Bank account status when they bury him. Billion. Uh, make sure you say it two times. Dre, Dre, nigga. Make sure you say it two times. Trying to see the salad with the croutons Laying the foes down like futons For the billion Yeah man you're not tuning in there. Fuck this shit podcast And billions 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 and